Ron and Fez. All right, Chris Stanley, are you ready? Yeah. Um, the Ron and Fez show. The house giving out meth this Halloween. Coming up on the next Ron and Fez show, we pitched the new reality series, Blind Truckers. Then we started a write-in campaign to try to get a Kardashian elected to Congress. The Ron and Fez show. We're not a witch. Where are you, assholes? Looking for your Ichibans, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Oh, I remember, I don't know, oh, where to begin. We are North Americans, and for those of you who still think we're from England, we're not, no. We put our planes and our trains till we think we might die. Far from North America, where the buildings are old and you might have lots of mimes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I hate the feeling when you're looking at me that way. Cause we're North Americans, but if we act all shy, it'll make it okay. It makes it go away. It's the Ron and Fez Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. It is the Ron and Fez Show on what I'm guessing now is a Monday because I remember yesterday I slept later and watched football. So the day after that is normally a Monday. Uh, we'll get started with your Ichiban. Ichiban. Uh, by the way, why don't we have a drop of Dave just saying number one? Um, and I don't even know what happened here. I remember uh, two and a half weeks ago having a meeting about the 360 and, oh, I'm going to rewrite it and we're going to do this and that. And it looks exactly the same. Um, producers meetings. I'm going to start and call for producers meetings and then uh, follow-ups. 
All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Anything you want to talk about, it could be sports, it could be news, it could be politics, it could be comedy, it could be arts, it could be music. Much like you see in a newspaper. I'm open to talking about anything today. But the early part of the show is always your topic, sure. So you can say this is the big story. This is what folks are talking about. Tom, what do you got for me, buddy? Hey, what's up, boys? How are we doing? Got your Ichiban right here for you. Washington losing to Detroit yesterday. Fucking me up in my football pool. Who saw that coming? Uh, that, of course, is the way the league runs this year. Uh, anybody can win. Anybody can be lousy. Uh, you can't bet. You cannot bet this game. Um, our Elimination League, people have now pulled into the, the Bennington theory of just bet against Buffalo. If Buffalo would have pulled that one out yesterday, I think we would have been down to eight people or something ridiculous left in the league. But Buffalo does what they do. They do's it. Oh, this is the way they do it. Uh, and found a way to lose that thing. To pull fucking victory back. Uh, I mean, defeat back from the jaws of victory. Uh, to quote our own Earl Douglas, who steals all of his quotes. So, uh, it is amazing. There's 137 people left in the elimination pool. We started with 1,800. We're over two over 2,000 in pigskin uh, pick'em. At one point, I was in 16th place. Now I'm in 112th place, um, and I think only after the people we know, uh, HTG has moved up in that. I forget where she is, but she's up ahead of me. All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Bob, West Virginia. Hiya, buddies. I've got an Ichiban, Ronnie. Let me hit this. And then tomorrow I'll say, uh, what does that mean? And then I'll have the Dave drop, and we'll, we'll all feel like closer to Dave again. Hey, I just love hearing Dave, man. Here's my Ichiban, Ronnie. I think we ought to have a big fucking party. This is the last day. We have to endure the interminable political campaign ads. Well, you are right about that. The campaign ads will finally stop for probably three months. And then uh, the Republicans will set out their presidential hopefuls. And Obama will start campaigning against all of them until he gets it down to one. So campaign season, uh, much like football season, almost never ends anymore. It Amen. Is, yeah, it, it will go on and on. But um, hey, uh, tomorrow is going to be uh, a fun and interesting day. And then after that, you'll see probably 12, 15 Republicans will say they would like that seat. And it'll take us two years to whittle it down. Um, Howard in Miami, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, I got your really itchy bond here today. Yeah. Team Jesus is on the ropes. They're down three games to one to Team Saints. <laughs> I don't know what happened. They've got ex-presidents showing up one after another, but you can't stop San Francisco. <laughs> Um, 
That's the song I like to use for them. Uh, they go in the opposite way. They're they're a big fan of lights now. Uh, if we Bullshit. can find light, yeah, if we can find lights for us. But before we get to that, uh, I got to talk to the, my witness, the draft house, the kid from Texas, more proud of Texas than anything else. And Texas, of course, taking it on the chin this year. The Longhorns are an embarrassment. The uh, Dallas Cowboys. A complete embarrassment, and their one shining light, the witnesses, the Texas Rangers, uh, and all the might in the world was there last night. Two two former presidents, uh, and of course the great Nolan Ryan, and the bats uh, went asleep again. Yeah, I, I I don't know what to say. I mean, the offense after I mean I guess we used up all our hits in the regular season. Because save a couple, man, save them for the playoffs. Well, we've never been to the World Series. We don't know how to to stretch it out and make sure that we still have got some energy left. Um, the, the thing is this, though, what you've got to be able to pull off is clutch time. Yeah, and that's what you know. And you don't have your own big song. That's I true. gave a mighty reel, but did you see when they played Lights uh, by Journey the other night in San Francisco? They just went nuts. I mean, the entire place uh, sings along. Uh, as you hear the opening bars to this fairly deep, uh, you know, never a never a top 40 hit, but a song all about how lovely it is to be there uh, in San Francisco. The whole place is singing along, and then suddenly on the Jumbotron, there's a close-up of Stephen Perry. Uh, singing along, and the, just a giant nose and a little hat cap, and the place goes crazy. And at that moment, I thought to myself, the Rangers are in real fucking trouble. Yeah, no, we've got to, we've got to find a theme. I mean, I don't. Is there don't a ZZ Top? Is it Lagrange? Well, right now we're stuck on deep in the heart of Texas. It's Cock too old. It's too I stupid. It's too, you don't see yeah. San Francisco doing "I Left My Heart." They're going back to the to the seventies. You might want to do Jesus Take the Wheel. The thing that they're doing right now is showing some hometown pride. It's true. And that's what I'm not seeing in the big day, and now I'm talking about Dallas this time for a change. (laughs) But we had, I mean, how awesome was it for George Bush to throw a strike to Nolan Ryan? Here's uh, the problem there. That's awesome. Have you been watching George Bush uh, the way he's sitting, watching the games? His (laughs) hair's all messed up, and he's slumped. He's sitting like Ron Bennington, like, I can't fucking believe I'm here. And he's just kind of looking around. He is the least presidential guy now that he's out of the presidency. You never saw him sitting that way or letting his hair get fucked up. He seems to be, he seems to be like, de-aged. Like, he got so old in office, and now he's kind of going back to a little younger and relaxing a I don't want to just make this a southern thing, but he looks like he's on an Oxycontin. Maybe. He could be. That's true. You know, they said there was a story out in the, uh, in the paper the other day that he's addicted to his iPad. Somebody What's pop- he doing on his iPad? I don't know. He said they, somebody got him an iPad and he became addicted to it. It's his first He has. Gadget. He tried to friend me the other night on <laughs> Facebook. I think, uh, I, I just think he doesn't give a shit anymore. Um, all right, let's jump into this 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. The Rangers right now have to do an almost impossible feat, and that's win three in a row. And two of those games in San Francisco where Steve Perry is honestly going to be there. Well, you brought up Clutch. I mean, we'll find out tonight. Is Cliff Lee 
the clutch postseason pitcher that he's supposed but to be. Even I mean, if you get the win out of him, and you have to, I can't yeah. imagine him dropping two. Then you got two more and no Cliff Lee. And that Kane but, who hasn't given up a single run in the postseason. It's after, like uh, in San Francisco. Every single fucking pitch is important for the Rangers. Now they've dug themselves in a hole. Uh, and stuff to get out of. It's fucking hard to watch, to be uh, honest with you. <laughs> 866 Run Zero Fez. 866 Run Zero Fez. Tyler in Delaware, you're on Run a Fez. Hey, Ronnie. I'm uh, headed back from Atlantic City. Last night's fish covered uh, Little Feet's Waiting for Columbus. Great album. Uh, how was the show? Uh, terrific. It was sandwiched with a couple of fish sets, and uh, they had an orange section, percussionist. It was uh, really cool. I will give you this, and this is one of your favorite bands, right, Hicks? Love them more and than anything. People like to make fun of them as neo-hippies. But this is a band having fun. When you go out and do shit like this that's just so far out of what you normally do, cover you know an album like this, yeah. obviously one that isn't yours, uh, and it's, you know, it's a fucking four-side album. It's a big album. Yeah, they fucking love doing this shit. They did Exile on Main Street uh, last Halloween, too. With Sharon Jones. That's a very cool fucking album to do, too. All right, uh, Tyler. And it was a great show. Yeah, terrific. Had a, uh, a blast. Uh, went for the uh, entire three-day uh, experience. Uh, all right, cool. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. It is the Ron Fez Show. Uh, let's go over here to uh, Danny in New Jersey. You're on Ron Fez. Hey, Ron Fez, I got a itchy bond for you. All right, let me do this. Itchy bond. All the single ladies are quite upset out there right now because little Stevie Janowski is off the market. Well, he did get permission to get married. Uh, they're leaving old Mexico. Uh, and they're heading back to the States, where apparently Stevie Janowski is going to be the right-hand man of perhaps a major league pitcher again. Maybe somebody right now that the Texas Rangers could use. So close, so close to Mexico. Thank God Pat knew Matthew McConaughey, or else this all could have been all fucked up. Matthew McConaughey uh, being funny by playing a gay. That is... That's... Always the joke nowadays for a straight guy to act like I'm gay, but not taking on any mannerisms. Because no. it used to be uh, the, you know, hey, look, I'm gay. But now the, the funny joke is to go, I'm gay. I'll put those balls right on my fucking chin. You know, and that's, yeah, I suck cock, so. <laughs> that becomes now the funny thing. And I see this as a way of bullying. I honestly do. And I don't know why, except for I hear other people talk about bullying, and I want to jump on that PC wave and ride it right in. So you're just saying anything's bullying at this point? Yeah, if it's going to get me a nice thumbs up from Ellen. Okay. And Portia, her one-time 88-pound wife. Poor Portia, I saw that. She was eating 300 calories a day. Um, You know, the only thing she was eating was Quim. She would Ooh. have nothing but... Now, um... Ron Howard has stood up to the gay machine and said, and I quote, fuck those pole smokers, I'm leaving that joke in my movie. And uh, they're saying why when it's offensive. He says, 
I don't even take shit out of my movies that offends me. Why would I do it for other people? He goes, I'm Ron Howard. I'm easily offended. Uh, and let's face it, the poor son of a bitch went bald at 18. So he knows what it's like to be on the downside of luck. Good for Ron Howard. It's uh, Here he comes. It's, it's because Ron Howard didn't grow up gay and doesn't appreciate the insensitivity of this of kids that are being bullied. I think if you watched a, a little thing called the Andy Griffith Show, Mayberry there, you saw him get bullied before. He did get bullied. Look at the amount of skin that head has shown since a very early age. He's a balding ginger. He's got right. to have gotten fucking bullied. And you don't think his brother got bullied? Do you, do you get it in the back of your mind that only gays got bullied? I thought everyone got bullied. Uh, but I do give him... Um, Serious fucking credit for this. Of I don't give a fuck what you're complaining about. I made a stupid fucking movie. And I'm going to run this stupid movie as is. Did he direct this piece of shit or is he just uh, producing it? I think he directed. That's sad. Um, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. And now I feel like i got to be there first night to show support. Yeah, support Vince Vaughn. Fuck Vince Vaughn. I'm talking about support Mr. Ron Howard, who's done nothing but tried to entertain us now for probably 50 years. 50 years he's given us every single thing he could. And his brother is kind of, you know, creepy looking. What a powerhouse show that was. Look at that. The four of them sitting in that shot looks like, like fucking Hayseed Beatles. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Well, Fez, you make a good case, but I'm going to move on. Unless you got anything else to add. No, that's it. Um, but you got me kind of, I think I'm turning your way a little bit. But then you stopped. But up to that point, you almost had me. Was he dragging you in, Chris? A little bit. I was trying to get into it. But... Yeah. You made some points. And some points that were pulling me over there. Like that uh, gay kids get bullied thing. I like that a lot. But I didn't... Did, uh, Pull me all the way. So maybe some follow-up later. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Sean, Georgia, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, I got an Ichiban for you. Then let me hit this. Uh, last night, Brett Favre got his chin cut so bad he had to be carried off the field by two people. Uh, it looked like they knocked the shit out of him out there, didn't it? Just knocked the shit out of him. And he will not get off of this um, Jesus gimmick that he's doing of just getting beat up more and more and being crucified for our love. And as he's getting carved out, he says, yeah, I'm going to start next week. Don't worry. Don't worry about me. <laughs> I need to get to 200. I, I, I love it. It's fuck. I mean, it's fucking awesome watching him just go get out there and beat up, and then just keep on standing up. And this is the best. He's the best week he's had, and he just got smashed on. Um, the funny thing about it too is like it ain't gonna get any better for him. No. It ain't. There's no championship at the end of this. We're going to just eventually see him say. Um, by the way, I found out that I that my heart's broken in half. There's nothing I can do about it. Um, Mike. In D.C., you're in Run of Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Mm -hmm. I got an itchy bomb for you, buddy. Uh, itchy bomb. Itchy bomb. Itchy 
What do you got? Everyone's favorite movie star, Zach Galifianakis, lit a real joint on Bill Maher's show this weekend. Uh, I don't know whether you guys saw the Bill Maher get-together, but there was a point where they were talking about the uh, marijuana uh, law that they're trying to somehow pass in in California, which I had no idea was up to a state right on that. <laughs> Prop 19. It just doesn't make a lot of... Uh, I I just have a feeling that even if this thing did pass, then it won't. Pot the that, vote. Yeah, but <laughs> fucking the federal government is going, you, you have no right to do this. It's going to bust up in every fucking dispensary, just busting <laughs> heads. They don't give a shit. It doesn't make a lot of sense that this came out. But uh, Zach Galifianakis did the old shocking bit from high school with I'll spark one up right here. Now, I thought to myself, did you watch it at all, guys? Yeah, yeah I did. Uh, what did you think Bill Maher's reaction was? I thought Bill Maher's reaction was um, like almost trying to get away from him. Like he was giggling about it, but it didn't seem like he was going with it. Um, I know you've watched enough wrestling, uh, Fezzi, to know when a work is in place. Let's go back and watch this. I think that maybe no. people st see it as taboo still. Um, so There's Zach, and you can see as he's even setting no this up, he's pulling around. They thought it was a good now, idea. the other person starts to talk, but the camera stays on Zach Galifianakis, which doesn't happen on any talk show, which only says to me, 100% pre-planned. Now, who's the girl in the, uh, in the red coat? Um, she's someone, she, uh... She is a, someone. A, a Fox News uh, right. contributor. So, here would, you would think, if it was such a big deal, at least a Fox News contributor would care. But was she smelled it like, I know weed. She just took a smell just to say, are they fucking with me or not? She laughs, hands it back. It's not that big a deal. No one gives a fuck. And HBO, of course, had to know about this going in. Uh, it's their show. Zach also works for HBO, where he uh, pretends he's smoking pot. Yeah, he so, smokes bongs on board of that. Yeah, well, how fucking ridiculous would that look if HBO had a a problem with it? So the biggest deal about this whole thing is that it ain't a big deal. No one gives a fuck. Well, it would have been it would have been a big deal maybe if the other people like if he would have passed it to Bill and Bill would have smoked it and then they'd have passed it to somebody else and they'd had like some actor on and he would and they were all just like gotten high and had a conversation that would have been interesting and funny this was but just it, it would have been no it, it it would have been as fucking hacky as if he would have pulled out shots <laughs> and they would all have done shots together who gives a fuck the fact that you smoke pot cannot possibly make you cool in the year 2010 or turning it down doesn't make you cool it's just a fucking choice and again, even if you drink, you may not want to drink on live TV. You might say to yourself, no, I get it, but I'm off work in 45 minutes, and I'm going to sit down with an appletini myself then. But it's no big deal. You can't. Now, I'm sure, you know, ninth graders are fucking thrilled that this took place, but I can't imagine that a single adult in the country cares one way or the other. The interesting thing is you have. Uh, Cal uh, California, which is probably uh, our most liberal state, at least if you were to believe um, the cliches. And they don't want pot smoking. No, Pro Prop 19 is actually, it, it's failing. I mean, it's, it's, it's trailing. It's going to fail miserably. Yeah, it's tracking. Because uh, people are like, oh, who gives a fuck?
Thank What's the big deal with your weed? Uh, it's not like, and if you listen to some people, people are overly, you know, not only that, we're going to be able to balance the budget and make pants and rope out of it. They're constantly. Yeah, hemp, man. Wanting to come up with it. You guys can't get it together. You guys couldn't make this work. Oh, no, it definitely is going to fail. And it's really sad to see people so hopeful about it. It's going to fail about as much as pot smokers. Oh. They're ju- it's the same kind of failure, the failure of not getting your shit together. Galvin is doing great for himself. He's on Bill Maher. Yeah, huh? and Doug Benson's got a nice little boost out of this. Saw him on well, CNN a few times. Yes, there will always be Cheech and Chong's out there. There's no doubts about it. But we're talking about do, do most people want this or care about it? And they don't. They just don't give a fuck. They could take it or leave it. But they're going to vote no, so people care about it, but in the negative way Because they just feel like these motherfuckers don't know how to get their shit together. They haven't gotten their shit together. Look, you can gamble in this fucking country. Most states have gambling. Are you telling me they couldn't uh, all have some fucking places to go and smoke weed just as easy? Yeah, they could. But the weed heads can't get it together the way the gambling heads can. The prob- it's like I tried to tell Fez the other day, you got to work for shit. You had opportunity, all you pro-pot people. What if everybody in the in the country that smokes pot sent $100 to this thing? Supposedly then they would have enough to crush the fucking opposition. They didn't pull it off. They didn't pull the shit together. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866 866- Ron Zero Fez, um, let's go over here to uh, Blake and the littlest of states, but they have every right to be fucking heard too, and that's Rhode Island. Blake, how are you, buddy? Hey, what's up, Ronnie? Hey, some great points on the pot discussion, by the way. But, um, my question is, well, me and my girlfriend had a Halloween party to go to this weekend, and we were struggling for an idea for costumes. Well, what our idea evolved into was that she would be a rape victim and I would be a rapist. Now, is there such a thing as an offensive Halloween costume? Luckily, oh. to the party we went to, everyone was cool with it because we have a sense of humor. But just so you're that. just still trying to go out of your way to find someone to be offended. I'm only offended by adults dressing up in Halloween costumes. I saw a guy the other day, fucking 3 o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday, walking down the street dressed as the Noid. <laughs> and I'm like, first of all, it's a little kid's costume. Second of all... Uh, if you're a grown man and you're getting dressed up in the daytime, it really looks fucking creepy. Um, no, no one gives a shit. I saw so many Chilean miners on my street, I couldn't fucking bear it anymore. It's it, Every costume is just hip celeb that's kind of fucked up, like what's ever in the news. It's well, there was uh, an incredible amount of Katy Perry's on my street in uh, with the Elmo shirts. Um 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Here is uh, Joe. Joe, you're on run fez Hey, uh, Ron, I think you might be missing a couple things with the difference between gambling and pot. Uh, gambling's got big money behind it. The corporations that, uh, you know, it's not individual people contributing to gambling to get that legal. Yeah, but here was a way, if normal, which has been around since I was in fucking my whole life, has had any of the heat that they said get a hundred bucks from everybody in the fucking country. You think that every fucking pot smoker. But here's what you will find out. 
And this came up on Bill Maher. The growers in Humboldt County, who would be the people to put up money, they don't want it. They want to keep it illegal. Also, all the doctors that are giving out prescriptions that would be put, the doctors, that the marijuana doctors are all against most it. Most people who deal fucking dime bags don't want it fucking yeah. legal. Fuck um, no. They don't want this at all. Going back and forth with our points, counterpoints. Fez, are you point or counterpoint? I think I would be point because I, I would then vote I'm, to legalize it. But no, that's the other way. Counterpoint would be to legalize it uh, and to keep it illegal would be point. Oh, then I'm counterpoint. But do you have a point to the counterpoint? No, I don't have a point to that counterpoint. All right, then, because... we'll, then we'll move on. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, here is... Um, Justin, in New Jersey, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Mr. B. I yeah. got a self-contained Ichiban. All right. A self-contained Ichiban. Ichiban. What do you got? Donovan McNabb, the former quarterback of the city of brotherly love, was benched by the Washington Redskins coaching staff this weekend. They don't seem to quite trust him yet. Uh, they throw him on a bench like he's a high school freshman. Um, Fez, would you call that a point or a counterpoint? I would say the coach was making a point. I'm going to go counterpoint to you then. And what I'm, uh, and, and say the next point will belong back to the counterpoint. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. And even though I disagree with you, Fez, I understand your point. Um, let's go over here. Eric in Houston. Houston, Texas, you're on the Run of Fez show. Ouch, walking that up, Ronnie. I'm walking yeah. that off. How you doing, buddy? Good, pal. What do you got for me? Got, a, got an Ichiban for you, man. Yeah. My Houston Texans. Well, Houston Texans playing the uh, Colts tonight. Playing the Colts tonight. Going to put them to bed and get rid of them once and for all. Um, the Colts actually look pretty lousy this year. Uh, and you're dependent in your fantasy team. Fuzzy on their quarterback. Yeah, that's about what I have tonight. I have Peyton Manning to try to make a... I need 20 points out of Peyton Manning tonight to make a comeback in the Fantasy League. You're losing by 20? I think I'm losing by 20. He's got big projections tonight, so uh, you should be able to get this one to stop the Blahard. Uh, but you never know. Aaron Rodgers only got something like 7, 8 points yesterday. Big Ben, too. Fucking took a hit. <laughs> Fucking What'd you team. get on that date, Rape? How many points you get out of Roethlisberger? Uh, I think I think like eleven or something. Just though, it was. He a, looked terrible last the night. The worst Sunday I've ever had in my life. Uh, Blowhard is saying that he believes that the sport is fixed. And are we working on that author right now who says he can prove? Oh yeah, the um, football is yeah. fixed. I'd like to get on top of that. Yeah, eight points. Roethlisberger <clears throat> scored a. Pretty lousy. Yeah. Pretty goddamn lousy. I was able to pull off a victory. My defense uh, held her all to under 30. And <laughs> that was the important thing. You beat him by, by 80 points. Well, the, the line was 77. He's probably... Here's what worked out for me. Two of his players on a bye week, one was injured. <laughs> so I played to that advantage. He doesn't even get up. On a uh, Sunday morning to check his team, to make a couple of clicks. Now, he didn't have anybody that could have beat me. No. Because right now, for no apparent reason, I'm in the pocket. But I remember, Rustin was there last week, 
And it looks like uh, after the, you know, because we started calling Earl the giant killer when he beat our number one seed last week. But it looks like uh, you're going to follow it up and it'll be a losing streak for Kathleen. Yeah, I stomped her sorry ass this fucking week. Up by like 90 before uh, Drew Brees started. All right, so where are we in that right now? Uh, it's one ten to fifty one. Chris is up with one with Pierre Garcon to to, to play for fucking. Garcon's going to shock a lot of people. Yeah. So Chris Stanley, our high scorer in our big league this week. Um, now there are some people that will not be invited back uh, <gasps> next year. Yeah, and two of the people on the bubble on the bubble, Fez Watley and Chris Stanley, and that's because you guys don't write funny messages in the message boards as much as the other people. I can see Blowhard coming back. I can see Kathleen coming back. Uh, HDG coming back. Mikey Boy will be invited back. Oh. These are all people who stay involved in league business. Wait, I feel that, like that leaves me out. You are... You're, invo- you're above the mystery player, but that fucking stupid link that you put up was as bad as Fez's Al joke. I thought we were doing bad jokes, and I thought on message boards that if you post a, you an LOL cat, everybody we, will love it. Look. When, oh, no. Now, this is our... <laughs> oh, this LOL is our, cats? you got to understand something. This is my first message board. This is 96, 97 for me. It's very exciting. Oh. So I'm not used to it. And I when, when, a, when a fucking uh, thread gets hijacked, starts to go south, i.e., Al Michaels as an owl. I need you to be able to pull it back up, not follow him back down to Doniger. See, but that's the bad part. Chris Coffinsworth, that's hysterical. So that I, one works, but why wouldn't you leave it at that? That's true. There's no Halloween owl, ever. So, um, what? what is the latest thread on there that everybody's talking about, Fez? Um, I don't know. Hicks? Is the message all GMs? Uh, yeah, it's important message to all GMs. I'm a troll. See, I'm a troll. <laughs> I don't step want it you up. Trolling, I understand. Bro. I want you I know. I'm gonna now, be involved. Now, why don't you know what the important message to all GMs is? Um, because I, I hadn't. I guess I hadn't seen it since I hadn't checked it since uh, it went up. The two things that you didn't check over the weekend was that, and the fact of how many sites went and picked up the Reggie Watts uh, Crunch Gear article across the board. Now I talked to Watley on Sunday. I go, can you believe that? Uh, how many people picked it up? And he brought up a line out of the weekend that uh, Mark Zito said to me as a way of acting like, I'm going to repeat something that I heard three days ago just to make it seem like I know something about it. But at the time that he said it, we were so far away from those kind of numbers that I knew that he wasn't involved. Yeah, shit's blowing up all over the Internet. It's though. blowing up. It's going crazy. Uh, in so many different countries that I'm reading these articles about the unmasked and fucking languages I can't even figure out. i got to go, go to Babblefish and find <laughs> out what the hell they're talking about. But it's all because Reggie used the iPhone. Yeah. And so, like, anybody who writes any technology stuff is all over it. Isn't that crazy how as soon as you throw in any kind of piece of Apple or anything, it just goes worldwide? Like, yeah. everybody's interested. That's why, you know... We got to make a lot more Apple jokes and just start like, fuck you, Apple. The next time we play search, search, hurry up and search, it's going to be with iPhones just to see if we can blow it up. But now all these kids are interested, Fez. Where are you in this? 
It's the Ron and what show? Fez. Perfect answer. And in a point to a counterpoint, what point would you have? I guess uh, the counterpoint. Why is that? I don't because uh, I didn't make a point. Huh? What does he mean by that? Now like these now you guys sat around all weekend tracking. Oh yeah. And you know, and I did the same thing. And why do you think we did, Fuzz? Um because it's interesting to see how big it's blowing up. Well, not really. It's our jobs just to be here as part of this. Um but the fact is, what a what a fucking craziness to see. That thing being written about in so many different places. I mean, like, every time you re-Twitter Reggie Watts, <laughs> like, it's just a whole list of new iPhone chatter, tech, techie news. Scenic. Australia really loves it for some reason, Australia too. Australia fucking going crazy on it. it. Get a look at these blokes! <laughs> um, by the way, it's also uh, very high on Stumble. Stumble upon. I don't know whether you guys have ever used that before. Oh, yeah. Oh, see, I was always Reddit. I don't know. But stumble, upon. It, stumble upon is where you just hit stumble, and it'll just take you to a, any weird thing on the uh, internet mm -hmm. that they want to do it. So when things get hot, but um, it's stumbled all over the place. Um, all right, eight six six run zero fez eight six six run zero fez. Charlie, you're on the run of fez show. Wait, I, Ronnie, yeah, I was at the uh, John Stewart. Uh, rally and when they brought out uh Yusuf Islam uh -huh. Matt Stevens you never saw a bunch of 45 year old people who wish they were hippies start crying and they were loving it they were when loving Stephen seeing Colbert, Cat Stevens after so many years yeah when Stephen Colbert cut him off two bars into the song the crowd turned on them and then after they went off they had two more singers from Chicago people bailed the first hour they had the uh the the uh Mystery guys, or what do you call them? Uh, just, it, it was I have no idea of anything that you're talking about. I didn't see any of this over the weekend. Uh, but I did see pictures, and it was just uh, a ridiculous amount of folks down there. Yeah, the, the big joke was Peace Train and uh, Crazy Train mm -hmm. with Ozzy. So everybody was, was uh, funny. Yeah. So where did you, did you watch it on the Internet? Is that it? Yeah, or? I had class all day Saturday, but I was watching the... Every every website recap does so many great recaps, so you could just watch videos of the whole uh -huh. thing. So I just read it. Read. Uh, but gigantic uh, crowds that got, those guys uh, drew. Yeah, and they said it like the Beck rally didn't it was like one fourth of what this was. Well, it's two different things. It's just it's not like oh we decided not to go to the Beck rally. We're going to the John Stewart rally. It doesn't take anything away from the size of Glenn Beck's rally, which was also big. This one was just bigger. Um, but both these guys, both Glenn Beck and Judd Stewart, uh, say that they're not politicizing this. And they're both making it political. Well, did you catch the his his speech at the end? He decided he was sincere and gave like a political speech where he criticized everybody for being pundits all the time. It's like that's I mean that's you that's what you're doing you know thinking that a pundit actually should be inserting himself into the right thing and that, I mean that's kind of exactly what he was doing so but at the end of this what's he trying to tell us just vote get out and vote it doesn't matter who you vote for but don't we see this from MTV every fucking 4 years uh, his his big uh, the big the liner was quoting it's not it's not the end times it's just hard times that was the thing that uh, let me just point this loves. out I'll try to help John Stewart. 
If you would have charged those people, you would have made a nice bit of profit for yourself over the weekend. A nice bit of profit. Um, all right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. We'll take a break here, back in just a couple minutes, and we'll come back, and I'll learn more about the John Stewart rally uh, from the guys. Uh, Fez, you want to do a point or counterpoint on that? Um, I guess I'll do a counterpoint. To what point? Uh, to the point of uh, them having the rally. All right, so you're against having the rally? No, I'm not against having the rally, but I just, um, I think he was, uh, it seemed like it was just a really elaborate thing to try to make fun of Glenn Beck. Okay, uh, we'll pick that up when we get back and more after the jump. It's the Run and Fez Show. The Run and Fez Show. The virus on Sirius XM. Let's review the rules. Here's how it works. The president makes decisions. He's the decider. The press secretary announces those decisions. And you people of the press type those decisions down. Make, announce, type. Just put them through a spell check and go home. It's the Ron Fez Show. Talking uh, a little bit about this uh, gig that took place in D.C. over the weekend with Jon Stewart. Uh, massive fucking numbers that he drew down there for this gig. Uh, I remember when uh, Tommy Jonigan uh, was in here, uh, the comedian, and he goes, no one ever talks about Letterman retiring because I guess they'll just give that to Jon Stewart. And I'm like... John, I remember saying to him, John Stewart would be crazy to give up his fucking gig and take Letterman's gig. John Stewart has the best gig in late night right now, and I can't imagine anybody else being able to pull these kind of numbers or pull off this kind of a crazy concept. And uh, he did it. Stewart would be, end up just doing bullshit canned interviews with celebrities he wouldn't want. And right now he's doing exactly what he wants to do on The Fucking Daily Show. I actually think that Leno and Letterman probably look over at Jon Stewart and go, Jesus Christ, he's got it made. No one's forcing the, the 50th Tom Hanks fucking interview, which isn't an interview at all. No. It's small talk about losing fucking luggage or getting a new puppy. I don't remember any time anyone's ever said, oh, there was a hysterical piece in the middle of one of those shows. What about when uh, Sam Rockwell danced on Jimmy Fallon? See, Jimmy Fallon go. has a better gig because he gets away with more, yeah, and he night. gets a little silliness, and so does the guy who comes on over Letterman. But those 11.30 jobs are fucking tight. But John Stewart seems to be kind of, he's he's transcended that talk show host type. I mean, he's a he's got his own gig. He's I made mean, his own show. Like he's a total he's and I think the fact that he beat Glenn Beck, I think that does kind of hold some significance because Glenn Beck's seen as the kind of the leader of a political movement, and John Stewart's really not. But he outdid what you know. Glenn, I mean, he really is the the unofficial leader of the whole. Well, he does make you like Democrats better than the leaders of the Democratic Party do. Oh, absolutely, and that includes the President of the United States. Why? Why can't the? Why can't the President of the United States pull off a gig like the thing to restore sanity? You think that would be his job 
to say, hey, let's all pull together, and I'm going to give these speeches about how we can do a better job of treating each other. But instead, he's the guy who's like going on the show saying, oh, I think that's really cool. That's a good idea that you're doing that. That's, right. really, that's really funny. It's great but, to follow you. So, I mean... But I, here's the thing. Conan, to take this to late night, Conan is like, you know, every day trying to do something silly on the thing and all. And it just almost seems like unless you do a totally different show... Uh, you're going to bore the shit out of people by yet another 11 o'clock show. And here's the difference. Every Conan joke is about Conan. He yeah. doesn't look outside of himself. Again, you're a fucking 45-year-old man. Be okay with the way your hair looks. Oh, but it's red, though. It's red hair. And he's really tall. Oh, I look crazy. It's just enough of those fucking gags. The way they're promoting it, like the, it just—it's. I mean, it's obnoxious. Like I don't—I'm annoyed with the show. I'm gonna watch the first episode. When is it? A week from uh, yeah, tonight? Eight, yeah, eighth of November. What's that, Fez? Yeah, a week from tonight. Thank you, buddy. A week from tonight, uh, the Conan show pops on. I will watch the first one, but I do want to see a totally different format. They're actually going to air show zero tonight. They're going to webcast. It. I don't have any time for that. Yeah. I don't. I don't Jimmy, and Jimmy Fallon did that first, actually. He did, like, mock shows before he came on. Who cares? It doesn't matter. He doesn't have the fucking patent to doing mock shows before he came on. But what if the Masturbating Bear comes on? <laughs> so you're just saying things for no apparent reason. No. So, so Now you're disagreeing just to disagree. Not at all. That's exactly what you're doing. What? Well, now you're acting confused. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Chris, you're on Ron Fez. Ron Fez, the man behind the glass. You guys rock. Yes, we do. <laughs> I got a Space Coast Ichiban for you, Ron. Wait, wait. Space Coast Ichiban. Yeah. All right, the uh, last flight and crew of Space Shuttle Discovery were supposed to take off today. But uh, their mission has been scrubbed till Wednesday, and there's a, a tropical storm out there, so who knows if that'll even go. All right, so wait. Let me get this straight. They're not launching today? Correct. Then I will drop my deflector shields. I like to put deflector shields up around the studio. Um, but the Cocoa Beach Air Show went this weekend, and that was awesome. Well, you can't beat the Cocoa Beach Air Show. Did they have planes? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. They had all kinds. All right, good. They should uh, just I, do a simpler one for kids with balloons. Just have an air show with uh, helium balloons. See if anyone shows up. They do a lot of big balloon shows around the country, Fez. And you know what everyone says? What's that? It's beautiful. Everyone always likes to say that balloons are beautiful. Uh, John, in Mass, you're on running Fez. Yeah, I just want to... I keep hearing Rustin say that John Stewart beat Glenn Beck. He does say that. that. Yeah, but then you give Glenn Beck, a guy like Glenn Beck the significance. Why should you even care about beating him? Uh, I think, well, first of all, let me just say this, to be totally honest. Glenn Beck drawing that many people with the Tea Party rally and the thing, let's bring back hope or whatever the fuck, I thought it was a significant gig. I thought it was a great gig for him and a great gig for Fox News. Everybody got a kick out of it. Now... It doesn't take it away that John Stewart did a bigger rally, does it? Well, I mean, now does it make Glenn Beck's 
look shitty? I don't think so. It makes him look like an asshole, kind of. It does not. <laughs> he still did a nice gig. Yeah, but he was like putting himself off as the as the guy bringing back the country. Like, hey, he's supposed to have half the country saying, yeah, we're going back to our roots, we're half to our values. And then John Stewart, just some comedian, pulls four times his numbers. I think it's great. But it doesn't really matter. I mean, if you were to believe both sides of it, you would think, uh, all right, this is good for all of America because people are saying, hey, on both sides, let's slow it down and let's stop being so damn hateful. But that's not what Glenn Beck was saying at all. He was saying, let's be more hateful. Let's oh, be I didn't know. He actually got up and said, we need to be more hateful. More hateful, I crazier. think you're making that up. We need to push back civil rights. He said a lot of crazy things. Um, I didn't know that. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. It is the Ron Fez show. Uh, crazy news across the country. As you see, John Stewart looks like he's going to be the next president of the United States. Yep. Conan O'Brien is going to take TBS, as he says, out of the late-night Mexican toilet and put it on the map. Uh, the World Series, the Rangers are going to have to win an amazing three games in a row to come back. It almost seems too much. Zach Galifianakis smoking weed on TV. That's okay, but you can't let Mel Gibson in a movie. Now, from what I understand, they're doing uh, the new movie coming out uh, this weekend uh, with Robert Downey Jr. and Zach Galifianakis. It's called Playing Strains and Automobiles 2. Um, that's coming out. And here is the problem with that. Robert Downey Jr. from reports uh, furious, furious with Zach Galifianakis for being mean to Mel Gibson. Uh, one of the true friends of Mel Gibson, Robert Downey Jr., and Charlie Sheen. I love fucking Robert Downey Jr. Man, he's coming out from both of them. It's like, yeah, they're my friends. Whatever, we talk all the time. Good for Robert Downey Jr. Well, also, Robert Downey Jr. knows what it's like that when you're down yeah. a little bit, you don't need people <laughs> fucking diving on it, putting a fucking elbow in your back. People yeah. fuck up. Yeah, Galifianakis looks really bad with this whole thing. I'm very disappointed in him. You've, uh, and, but he hasn't come out and said it, right? Uh, now, no. Why didn't Bill Maher say to him the other night, hey, uh, why you keep Mel Gibson out of a movie? Too busy rolling doobies. All right. See, hey. I don't want to come back to that. It really makes me hate, not hate, but really, that really makes Zach Galifianakis look like kind of a dick. The what? Not letting Mel in? Not letting Mel in. Like, what the fuck? Well, we don't know um, for a fact that the of whether or not it worked. You know what I mean? We don't know whether it was Zach behind it or anybody else. And Zach ain't saying. Uh, Jordan in Albany, you're on a fez. Hey, what's going on? Uh, what do you show. got? Uh, I think they're lying about those uh, numbers that they have at each of the crowds because that Stewart rally was only uh, six-tenths the size of the Beck rally in terms of land space, and it was densely packed in both. I don't know. Have you seen the pictures? Yeah, one zoomed in. And the guy that's there... Dude, I'm telling you, the pictures are out there. Both of them are tremendous, but yeah. you don't... It doesn't take... Um, any fucking problem to go, there's more people at the Stewart rally. Now, it doesn't mean shit. In terms of what show would you rather go, I can't imagine not saying John Stewart's funnier than Glenn Beck. <laughs> so that's, it doesn't mean anything. This doesn't mean the Democrats are better or the Republicans are better. It does mean the same thing that's gone on for a long, long time. The nation is completely slit. 
It's split down the middle. And the Republicans have just been frothing at the mouth because they absolutely hate Barack Obama. And the Democrats hate Sarah Palin. Just get used to it. You're going to have a president that half the people hate. Well, not only that, that half you're going to have a president that won't be able to get anything done because there's never going to be any... People don't want things done. They want to bitch. They want to complain. But no one wants any sincere change. Um, Let's go over here to Josh. Josh, you're on the Ron Fez show. Yeah, hey, hey, uh, Ron. um, The reason that number is so much bigger, if it is indeed bigger, and I'm not a big apologist, all right? I don't... Just tell me what the reason is. It's that this was tailor-made for 20-year-olds who got nothing better to do with a Saturday afternoon. If you go down and look at those numbers, this he doesn't appeal to 20-year-olds. That's the old myth about The Daily Show. The Daily Show's now been on for well over 10 years with Jon Stewart. His audience is growing up with him. Jon Stewart's about 50 years old. His audience probably runs... Uh, 10 to 15 years on either side of that with some college students. Yeah, I mean, I think college students are definitely probably the biggest supporters of him. But, you, I mean, all across the spectrum, he's seen as the anybody who doesn't like the right or the left. They're all, I like Jon Stewart, though. But you can't say that. There's a lot of people I know on the right side who is like, he's not being fair and balanced, and he's not. No. He's absolutely picking and shooting, and I don't think that's... Um, I don't think that's getting out of line to say he defends the president of the United States now more than he used to. I don't think that's going out of the way. So you can't act like he's just as rough on both sides, but you can't act like anyone is. The fair, fair and balanced thing is somewhat uh, bullshit, but he leans to the left. So what? It's not a terrible thing. Uh, Chris, San Antonio, you're on Run Fez. Hey, my whole point is this, man. I'm a Republican, and... Uh... And I kind of lean right, I guess. But uh, Glenn Beck's pretty much an idiot, and John Stewart's freaking hilarious. I would have rather gone to the John Stewart rally any day, even leaning right, just because he's going to make me laugh and he's going to make me think. And Glenn Beck's going to tell me the same thing he always says. Yeah, in terms of being talented, John Stewart is phenomenally funnier than Glenn Beck. Now, Glenn Beck is fun to watch uh, occasionally, as you know. Some kind of nut job. I mean, Glenn Beck should really have one of those shows where you find out if the baby is the black guys or not, and then they start to swing. And I think that's how I picture Glenn Beck. He's one of those afternoon shows where you are not the father of this baby, and then the guy jumps up. What I say to you? <laughs> what did I say? Um. So. One is a train wreck, and the other is a very fucking skilled comedian. Isn't it kind of r- ridiculous that our, the two political leaders in our country right now are crazy Glenn Beck and comedian John Stewart? Like that's we're we're fucking butt fucking sane in this country. Seriously, we're out of our fucking minds. Eight six six runs your Fez. Here's the pirate. You're on Run Fez. Hey guys, how are you? Yeah. I think Draft House has a good point. The little pot smoker. Everybody that was smoking pot went to John Stewart, and people that are going to vote went to Glenn Beck. So if you look at it, if he would have held that rally tomorrow, you know, there would have been a lot less people voting. I, I just think that, you know, it's an entertainment versus real issues. 
There is something to say about that, but if what you were saying was true, then why for the last two years have we had a Democratic president, Democratic House, Democratic fucking Congress? Uh, the old cliche is to say that the Democrats won't get out. And most cliches come out because there is some fucking truth to it. And they're completely disappointed now in the last two years. The Democrats are. And it is a big difference of between the Democrats and the Republicans that if a lot of Republicans tend not to disagree with their leaders when Democrats go out of their way to disagree with their leaders. All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. It is the Ron Fez Show. We are here on a Monday just uh, kicking issues around, having fun with it. Um, X, why don't you do me a favor? And okay, uh, why don't you do this for me? Uh, call Texas Rangers and tell them if they need a fucking bat in the lineup, I'm right. willing to go down there. Okay. Um, I haven't stretched, so I'd rather not play in the fucking field. Uh, if they need a DH... I'm more than willing to go down there. But the second I get on, I need a runner. Isn't I mean the second. Isn't it too late to make roster changes at this point? I don't think it is. Okay. And also, let them know I'm wearing my own fucking hat. I don't wear their shit. Are you going to suit up, though, or are you going to wear your own clothes? I like to wear my own stuff. Okay. <laughs> and that way I can get on and off the, uh, uh, the plane without it being a big deal. Um, are you going to smoke on the field, too? Because they might have an issue with that. Why? Uh, just cigars. It's not smoking. Nothing that's cancerous. There. Cigars. Oh, uh, I don't smoke cigarettes smoke. because I worry about my health. Uh, and let them know I'm not answering any questions. I'm like Randy Moss. I'm not <laughs> answering any questions. It's going to cost him $250,000 by the end of the season. So Randy Moss uh, said he won't answer any questions. And there is only one question people have for him. Why did you start to stink? There's nothing else people are curious about. It, it, it's fucking crazy that uh, uh, that an athlete gets fined for not answering questions, yet Sharon Angel in Nevada said, I'm not answering any questions until after the election. <laughs> and if, oh, that's cool. Yeah, well, that's the, decoy. that's the league that, good point, Fuzzy, she did. Uh, that's a good fact. She sent out a decoy out there. Maybe Randy Moss ought to have a decoy for himself. Um, but the funny thing is, it's not like the government is finding him. His own league. The own league says, not only do you have to talk to people, you have to talk to them when you're naked. You have to talk to them when you're in the shower, when you're taking a shit, taking a piss. My cock is out, though. Yeah. So talk about it. Let people know. They're curious. What's your dick doing? Swing it a little bit. Let the people get some shots. What does that have to do with football? Nothing. Oh. It has to do with marketing. Um, let's go over here to Steve. Steve, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hi, Ron. Hey, Fez. Hey, Rustin. Listen, the other day, Saturday, I was delivering the mail because I'm a postal worker. Ah! I, <laughs> I know, I know. You I kill know. people. I shouldn't, but I should. Yeah. Uh, I tripped over a campaign sign for a, uh, for, for a local right-wing person right and considering they don't support unions this woman the realtor who was running an open house comes running out saying i knocked over both her signs. you kicked it over i know you did i know you kicked it over and before i could explain anything 
She says, you're harassing me, and she could call the police. As I walked past her and continued doing my job. So the, the right side has this thing. They're very angry, and they're very anti-government. And, and you also kicked the fucking thing over. No, I should, no, Ron, really, seriously, I'm not that type of guy. I, I help all my old people with... With stuff, I rubber band the mail for people with arthritis. They ought to play rubber band man when you come walking up. I should, but I don't. So you think it's because they hate the fact that you're a federal employee? It, it, it actually, there's a lot more. They hate, they see that, they say where the, the unions are killing the post office. No, Do me a favor, Steve. Don't show up there and start shooting everybody like you guys do. Please. Uh, but come on, Ron, it's so much fun. You see, I don't like that. All right, Maybe thanks. she was just getting too much junk mail and uh, went ahead and just went nuts. That's another way to look at it, Fuzzy. Uh, a counterpoint, if you will. Too many catalogs this time of year. It's just filling up the mailboxes. I don't even remember the last time I saw mail. <laughs> I got J.C. Penny catalog in the mail last week. Ah! Why? What's wrong with J.C. Penny? It's pennies. Yay! What's wrong with that? They sell bras um, and pants. I do want to bring something up now. Please do me a favor and bring, pull down this shit so I don't have to hear it. It's the I, <laughs> I know. It's, I, I can't do it past the fucking hook. Yeah. And I can't man, do man. it when I'm done talking about it. Wild as the Taliban. Not in my right 45 in my other hand. Jesus. Fuzzy, you want to get involved here for a second? I hate to pull you in. Okay. You were going to knock this kid down for me. Oh. Anyway... Uh, it is the Ron and Fez show. We are. <laughs> there, there was a different time, young man. Yeah. There was a different time. Um, what year would you say that was, Fez? A different time. Now, there's been something that annoys me quite a bit on the television screen, and I point this out from time to time. And it's the way dads are treated. And there is a. And that out there for the Windows phone. Have you seen this ad yet? Oh, yeah, for the new Windows um, operating system. And everybody's trying to talk to the dad, but the dad keeps texting, right? The yeah. dad keeps texting, and he's not paying attention to his family. His son, who's a little eager, takes a baseball, throws it, and hits the dad in the side of the fucking head, yeah. throwing the ball as hard as he can. And we talk about bullying, all right? Now, if I was a big fucking crybaby like Anderson Cooper, I would act like somehow fucking dads are being picked on or whatever. No, they're just hated by everybody else. And I, I, I'm not saying it for any reason other than just point it out. Now, could you imagine if you showed a gay person or the mom, and she took a baseball in the side of the fucking head. That would be, no one, everyone would freak out. It would be over. Everybody would act like, oh my God, this is violence against. But you can take the man, and quite frankly, I'll even define it more. Normally it's the white man, although I noticed, thanks to Tyler Perry, it's now the black man as well. But it generally becomes the father. And the father is the biggest dumbest piece of shit in the world and everybody's okay with it but now there's a commercial where a kid takes a baseball throws it as hard as he can and it goes off the side of the temple 
Yeah, of, then the, of the he, father's head falls down too. I think he yeah. drops his drops his precious phone. Now I will tell you this here. There, yeah, there it is, and also it shows that he doesn't fuck. But there is a baseball oh, yeah. from a twelve-year-old boy in the side of the head, and I'm telling you, if a twelve-year-old a boy threw a baseball as hard as he could, hit you in the side of the head from twelve feet away, he would drop you. Yeah, early in this commercial, the dad fucking, he's talking on the phone, he drops his phone in the urinal, and he's like, oh, He's no. a fucking moron, this oh, guy. He's piss. the biggest dick. But you know, the kid is throwing it on purpose. And there's another thing, oh, that man doesn't fuck. Yeah, that's terrible, because God, yeah, because he has to fucking text on his phone. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. See, I did that shit all the time, though, in Little League. If yeah. you can, you could throw it, and then, oh, I didn't know you text. were looking, I'm so sorry, I'm right. my bad, my bad. Uh, Peter, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, I got a 12-year-old uh, little leaguer, and if he fucking bounced the ball off my head like that, I'd break his fucking pitching arm. See, that's the thing. Now, no one, it doesn't come back to that, to the no. next shot of the fucking father having that kid in the arm bar and snapping it. <laughs> and they're worrying about bullying? This is, it, it's like a counterpoint bully, where normally it's always the guy's fault the white guy's fault. But here he is taking a baseball in the side of the head. Well, this has been going on for every single sitcom with a family for the last 20 years. Yes, because over. the white uh, father is the retard. Come on. Married with Children started off with like, look at you, you piece of slob shit dickhead. <laughs> look at you. So You're fucking nothing. Uh, and then they put up with it. And that everybody loves Raymond, the king of queens. Um... Here's uh, Brett in Rochester. You're on Rana Fez. Yeah, what's up, buddies? Yeah. Uh, you know, the father, you got to respect the father. You know, you go in after some pussy, and then, you know, you go in for the long term. What are you going to do, go outside and have a beer with her mom? No, fuck that. You're going you're gonna to go out there and you're going to warm up to the dad. You're gonna... Here's what I'm going to do. I've written a pilot for a sitcom, and in the opening scene, the family, they're all in surgical masks, and they're sawing his penis off. Oh, shit. And they're fucking throwing it at him and saying, take this useless piece of meat because you're stupid and idiotic and we hate you. <laughs> and hopefully, I, I think I'd get a fucking 60 share out of it. You think it's going to be on HBO? You show a Coppins? No, oh. it's going to go on ABC. Wow. wow. It's going to go on ABC because let's face it. I feel like fainting. If you were to believe the TV, whether it's Madison Avenue, Hollywood, whatever they're laying out there, you as the father, they hate you. You're a dope and a jerk, and it's okay for them to put their hands on you. Do you think because most of this is run by, like, like all the sitcoms are written by, like, gay guys and who have probably had bad relationships with their fathers? And there is some amount. There's a lot of, uh, it's a, it's a lot of gay writers in Hollywood because they write funny jokes, but also because it's the last person that it's okay to make fun of. Yeah. Because you can't do this and then have Anderson Cooper say, this is bullying to the dads. Well, it's just like the, the joke in the Ron Howard movie. Like, he said gay, and everybody's saying, you can't say gay in a movie. Right. I mean, that, I think this even is the only thing year, that you could do. Insane. You could make a fucking TV show about the stupid dad, and you could call it Fat Dope, where everybody in the family comes in, they yell Fat Dope or Shut Up at the guy, 
and he's got to uh, put them in. I think they made it. It's called Shit My Dad Says. Oh, uh, yeah. airs every week. Yeah. <laughs> um, Lee, in Indiana, you're on Run and Fez. Hey, Ron. Yeah. I, I think uh, the dads are kind of hated on because they kind of show that they're the last of the non-minority. They're like a majority of white males that aren't really picked on because of a race or a disability. You like, just you know. brought it up, though. They are. If you take white males, they are not the majority of the country. They are just a minority that it's okay to pick on. You're a fucking dope. You're an idiot. And now, not only is it okay to to fucking call you that, but if you go by this commercial, take a fucking fastball in the forehead, you moron. You're sitting there um, on your BlackBerry. Maybe he's on the fucking BlackBerry so we can make a goddamn deal so you can get that fucking bike you want, you lousy little prick. So, I mean, aren't all these ad agencies run by... Like white guys, like the, the yeah, the but CEOs. they're whores. They'll do anything yeah. for money. They're not making it on a political stance. Anything that makes a buck, and this is the passable thing. This is the way to go. Now, Feds, you've come up with a couple of counterpoints, and I'm going to give you that. But still, to go on, I still think that there's a lack of fairness there. I think if they could have gotten away with it, the kid probably would have hit him in the balls with the baseball. All right. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Jay in Connecticut, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, how you doing? Yeah. Just, uh, I think this has been an ongoing thing since The Simpsons came out with Homer Simpson and the Family Guy thing and those cartoons, you know, those became such a mainstream thing that now it's crossed over into... They are fat dopes. Uh, they're disgusting dopes. They see a jelly donut and they forget everything else they're supposed to do. Somehow, uh, all these people live in a house, though. I'm not seeing the homeless show with the fat dope. These fucking kids are warm at night. They got fucking toothpaste. Doesn't seem to be a big fucking problem. But still, fuck the provider. That would be a, uh, a great name for a TV show. <laughs> fuck the pro provider starring every man as fat dope. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, let's go over here to Sean in Cleveland. You're on Run-A-FEZ. Uh, hey, Ryan. Uh, you don't think Jackie Gleason kind of played an idiot? Jackie Gleason was a maroon. He was definitely maroon, but at least he didn't have kids. He was a single guy maroon. But his wife thought he was a fucking moron. Fred Flintstone's wife thought he was a moron. I don't know. I mean, I don't think it, it... It can't be good in the overall... Like, just in terms of how people think of white people, I think I honestly think that in the last 10 years, white guys used to be seen as, like, powerful, respected people. Now they're just, just dopes that are... They are. They're fucking maroons that still get blamed for bullying other people. <laughs> bullying who? 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Um, let's go over here to Sean in Georgia. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, have yeah. you seen the five-hour energy commercial they have now where the woman talks, walks in the house, and she's talking about how she has to work two jobs, and she's in this very nice house with nice millwork and everything, and 
it talks to her just how hard she has to work, and then she sits down next to her husband on the couch who's just sitting there doing a crossword puzzle, not doing anything at he's all. A, he's just a fucking piece of shit. You'll never see one of these um, shows that get up and like have the the mom or the wife go like this. Oh, my God, the sex he gave me last night. I mean, he railed the hell out of me. He was amazing. I thought the son of a bitch had two dicks. He was over me so fast. No, they are. Uh, men are terrible at sex. Terrible providers. They sit fucking gate-jawed, watching a fucking TV, eating bad food, and trying to hide the fact that maybe they have one little thing out there that they enjoy, and they have to hide that from their fucking wife. I don't know if I've ever seen sex in a sitcom yeah. portrayed as anything but the guy begging the woman, can we please just this once, and or, she's saying no. Or like, sometimes he tries to get out of it because he doesn't want to do it because he's fucking so limp dick. But let's face it. Uh, the Judd Apatow things, the guys are fucking idiots. Yeah. These guys are fucking retards. There's no regular guys. Um, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Eddie in Virginia, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ryan, how you doing, buddy? Yeah. Hey, where do you think uh, Archie Bunker fits into this whole deal? Well, he was a dope. He definitely wasn't as smart as his child and all. He was the provider, but everything he said was to be laughed at. Uh, Charlie and Phil, you're on Run of Fez. Hey, guys. Hey, Ronnie, there's a channel on the the ID channel, and there's a commercial where they glorify a woman sitting on a, a lawn chair with the husband with his, a knife in his back floating in a pool, and she's drinking champagne and eating strawberries, and they glorify the fact that she killed her husband. Um, I haven't seen this yet, and I didn't know there was an ID channel. I can't believe that I still hear about channels I've never heard of before. Uh, Lorenzo, you're on Fez. Uh, yeah, you know what commercials I really fucking hate are those Lowe's commercials where the couple goes into the store and then the guy is just like this timid fag, like, oh, well, I'm just going to save money here or I'm just going to take my business elsewhere. And he's like this indecisive idiot. I don't think there's a need to use a slur there if he's confused about home improvements. But I'm just saying, he's like, we know what we want when you go into a store. We go in, we get it, and we leave. We're not like these, oh, what do we do here, honey? And then, the, and then mother knows best, or the wife knows best about it. It's fucking stupid. Uh, here's Tim in Washington. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Rod. Um, it's good to hear Fez is back. Uh, he is you know, back in a big, big way. When we have these wars, like the Vietnam War, and all the good guys went to war and got their rears killed, all the slum scams went up to Canada to hit out. All the women wanted to take over and run the world, so they didn't need men. You know, all they needed men for was sperm. And now we got a mess. That's why it, it, the, the cartoons and all these things are a commentary on what the heck is going on in the world, and we've lost it. Um, I don't know if they're a reflection the way things are in real life. I honestly don't know. Now, if they are, you should straighten up. I mean, what I hate is when fucking guys see themselves as just large babies. Don't fucking act like that. Don't be a giant fucking 11-year-old. Don't find yourself playing with fucking toy soldiers. I don't know. I mean, I always felt like that's how, I mean, at least in my I mean, my stepmom seemed to always, like, they would have bunko on some nights, and all the guys would, like, go eat or something, go eat with, like, oh, we got to get out of the house so the women could have bunko tonight. It's just like, it, it was, seems so shitty. I'm like, sure they didn't go <laughs> eat, dude. I'm sure the guys went and fucking enjoyed themselves. Um, 
and that's why your dad had to be born again. Because you ain't, you <laughs> oh, don't yeah. have to be born again if you're living a nice, peaceful life. You know, you got to fucking wake up next to a dead hooker before you go, oh, man, I better clear this slate. I saw that man's eyes. Um, here's uh, Mike in Albany. You're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, have you seen the TV show Snap, which is about nothing but women killing their husbands? No, I haven't seen any of these shows, and I can't imagine why they're big. Um, let's go over here to uh, Chip in Chattanooga. Hey, Ronnie, um, you can kind of look at the evolution. Back back in the old shows, like Leave it to Beaver, Ward Cleaver, he, he, they didn't make him look like a fool. He kind of ran the show there, you know. Now he they did run the show, but at the same time, here was the thing about those. They didn't feel like um, they weren't acting like an older child. You know, they weren't trying to be liked. They weren't trying to be anything but the guy in charge. And when somehow you're in this thing of, oh, I just, I want to be less than. It becomes very fucking important for people to be less than. And that fear of taking the responsibility. That fucking fear of, you got to be able to say, give me the ball. I don't want to sit around and think about it. I want the fucking ball. Um, let's go over here to the last psychiatrist. Always has some good news for us. What do you got? Ronnie, love your show. Uh, what I think this thing is, is really kind of society's resentment of men. If you look at those guys, the fathers as a kind of a power structure, it's a resentment of male, I hate to use this word, but narcissism. Mm -hmm. It used to be that men would do something for the family, for society, whatever, but now they're kind of self-absorbed. They're just texting on their on their PDAs. And society is resentful of that, especially now in this economic climate. There's any way that they can get at them, they'll do it. And so I don't think it's simply that, that dads are picked on. I think it's they're angry that dads aren't doing more than what they are doing now. So you, a, you're right. saying it's because men are afraid to do that thing that I just brought up, afraid to say, give me the ball. And the heat's going to come back to them in other different ways. Uh, absolutely. No kid would have ever have dared to do that to their father. And the reason that they can't do it is because the dad is trapped in his own world, doesn't care that much about the kid. He'll be angry at him. But really what he's worried about is what's going on in that PDA. He's not so much worried. He's worried for the kid's life. And the kid keys into that and throws a ball at him. Right, now, let, let's say, when do you think that men stopped acting like men? Um, 1965, somewhere between 1965 and 1970. At you know, some, if you're a 40-year-old male, you're in that generation where the men stopped caring, where narcissism became much more prevalent. And by narcissism, it's just all, what about me? Not about how do I get back to society? How do I get back to the family? How do I get back to my community? But just like about your own personal happiness for that second. Not even just happiness, but your own personal identity. You will just are doing it for however you want to be seen by society. It's not even grandiosity. It's just a, a self-absorption, a constant self-absorption. You're worried about your kids, not because of kids as kids, but because of how they'll reflect back on you. That's much more important to them. See, I think it had a lot to do with around, about the same time that you're talking about men stop getting jobs that could be somewhat physical. I think there has to be somewhat of a physicality to a man's job for him to feel good about himself. These fucking cubicle jobs drive people crazy. Yeah, as we say in psychiatry, it's an expression of power. So any job that allows you to project some power makes you feel good about yourself. And then you don't have to substitute it by doing other nonsensical things like PDAs and, and whatever else. You just want to be able to move dirt from one end to something to something else, move some shit over... Knock some shit down, build some stuff up. Yep, All right. Project power. All right. Thanks, Ronnie. Thanks. I appreciate it. See, I'm looking at. Um, see, 
I point I started on it from one point on, and he's saying, "No, oh, it came back even from before that." And I'm always saying that as the shot of the people at the white male. The f- the fact that society is let down by the white male is surprising, and maybe there's some truth to that. See, I don't know if I buy that whole the PDA thing means that people are more self-absorbed. Are you tell me in the 60s, like, dads didn't work late and, and not come home for a long period of time? I mean, my dad, he, he doesn't have to go to work as much, but he's always emailing and going back and forth on the, on the PDA. He's around the family more. I don't, I, don't, I don't buy that at all, that it's become more narcissistic. I, you know, uh, and we've talked about this before now, too, though. At some point, if you're not there for your kids all the time, like if you don't make it to the school meeting or the game, What's the father doing leaving work in the middle of the day to go talk to a fucking teacher about what his kid did? Somebody else can't swing that shit? I don't understand it. How about this? We meet at night. What What are you talking about? That you've got to be able to show up to everything. And I'll fucking talk to people. And like, um, they'll be like, well, my dad didn't wasn't there when I was in a play. Who gives a fuck? Well, why why did you want him to see anyway? I never got that fucking premise. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's Earl in Ohio. You're in Ron-FEZ. Yeah, hey, Ron. I just wanted to agree 100% with you about physicality and making you feel more like a man. I was a social worker for nine years just sitting behind a desk and just shuffling papers and just whatever. And then uh, I felt like I was going to die, so I started my own business, uh, Repo and Houses, and doing all kinds of stuff like that. So now I'm physical, and I'm 40 years old, and I feel way better than I did when I was 30. It's an interesting premise. Thanks. Jose in Jersey, you're on run Fez. Hey, what's going on, boys? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, pretty much it's the same thing, man. I mean, I feel like, I mean, I have arguments with friends all the time about how they feel that mothers are more important than fathers. And, I mean, I do everything for my kids. And, I mean, your, your father's a really important thing in your life. Now it seems like all fathers are replaceable and, you know, mothers are the only good thing. Not to say nothing bad about mothers, but dads are just important, man. Well, I, I you know, but, but here's the thing. In no partnership do you want the people to have the skill sets. So, yeah, I do think that mothers are important. And probably the most important thing to a small child is to have a mother. There's nothing more important. But that doesn't mean he needs the dad to be a mother. The dad can be off doing other things for the family while she's doing that mothering stuff. Well, you think it's the fact that there are so many uh, single moms? I mean, everywhere you look, there's another single mom raising an entire family. So, I mean, dads can get the message because, that you can do this by yourself. Yeah, because dads start to wander off. They're just like, oh, my God, I'm not even fucking liked here. Why don't I go out and find a really young chick? 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here is... um, uh, Let's go over here to Jake in Green Bay. You're on Ron-FEZ. Yeah, Ron, you hit it right on the head. My old man was on the road all the time doing construction, and he didn't make the every Little League game. He didn't make the every football game. But I knew that he was out there trying to provide for our family. Yeah, I also think that a big difference is that we kind of knew what our dads did before, where now jobs are almost unexplainable to a kid. And, like, when I was a kid, and they would be like, all right, I'm going to take you into work. You'd see this giant 
factory and there would be fucking cranes going around and shit. And I'd be like, Jesus Christ, what a crazy place. But now what are you going to do? Take them to some fucking floor here and point at a fucking cubicle and say, that's where dad spends his day? Here's my plant. <laughs> it's really I nice. Here's a picture of you and your mom. So I have that so I can remember. Like, fuck. I mean, if I had to fucking bring little kids here and show them the sales offices, <laughs> they'd probably start crying. Look, here's they'd some swag. <laughs> help yourself to this. Keychain, buddy. Um... But, you know, at a certain point, and I think I'm going to fucking protect the dads here a little bit. At some point, we started to tell our kids, it's bad if your father isn't home every night. It's bad if your father doesn't show up to all your things. Um, and then those dads started to become the bad dads. I was thrilled when my father couldn't make it to baseball games. I was such an embarrassment out in deep right field. How many uh, years did you play? Two. Why don't you do this? Why don't you bring it in a little bit? Why were you out so far? Didn't you have a coach to say, Watley, you're out too far? I think this he was... Is, this is minor league, little league. You don't need to be standing up with your ass against the fence. Play the danger job. Um, let's go over here to um, Lou in Kansas. You're on a fez. Yeah, I was just going to let you know that we know how to be men out here in the middle of America. Uh, I got two boys that are junior high and high school, and I work their ass like crazy. And I think a lot of the problem is we're raising our women to be men now. I have two daughters, and I'm raising them with the idea that their sole purpose in life is to be a good wife and a good mother. Now, what gives you this philosophy? Because the world went to hell when we tried teaching our women to be men and go out and make a living and that they were just as valuable as men and just as good as men and could hold the same jobs as men. So you don't think the women are as valuable as men? I think women are very valuable and they have their place in society and they are not equal to men. But it's not a dictatorship. A man has to be, a true man realizes that a woman is just as important, but she has her place. But don't you think it would be better to teach a young woman to be self-sufficient instead of having to depend on a man? Yeah, see, there's a fine line there. They need to know how to handle themselves and how to make it on their own, but know that the man is the king of the household. Honor. If I were king of household! All right, thank you. There's Lou in Kansas uh, calling us right before the 1950s hit. Lou in Kansas, and Fez, you made a nice, succinct point to him. Uh, he bring, you're bringing the logic in. He wouldn't want a king ruling the country. I don't know why he wants a king in his own house. Well, because he would be the king. Or a king over his daughters. Well, then, but that would mean that was the way the society was set up. It's not, it, it is an older concept. What he is saying is the more traditional concept of the way the world ran up until a certain point, up until... You know, about halfway through the last century. Yeah, but to somebody from my generation, that guy sounds, I mean, that sounds insane. Well, yeah, it definitely is. But let's suppose up, the, the way he's thinking probably changed uh, by the time the 60s came along, right? Yeah. But before that, it, it was the entire history of the world. So when you get people going, like, let's go back to the way things were. That's the way things were. But he, literally hearing that guy say what he just said, I mean, I don't have a problem with him, but that sounds exactly as if somebody called in and said, 
I'm just saying that blacks and whites. I'm not saying we're better, but we should be separate. There should ha each everybody has their own. That's what it sounds like. That's you're, what it sounds like you're saying. You're exactly right. It, the, the way that he was talking was before women's rights, and women's rights are is a completely new concept in the history of the world. Um, and yet, here's always the funny thing, you know. And we get people talking about gay rights or black rights. All these things that we're talking about are incredibly new. And yet, the people that use them expect them as if they were God-given. Without the fact that a lot of people want the bat for that shit for a long, long time. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's Steve in New York. Here on Fez. Hey, buddies. How are you? Yeah. Can you hear me? Hey, real quick. Uh, you know, I'm in a situation where I'm in sales. And my job has me there till eight thirty, nine o'clock at night, five days a week, six days a week. And my son was born about two years ago. And now I'm in a situation where my wife, if I'm not home for dinner every night at six thirty, is screaming and yelling that I'm not a good father. Right. And now that I'm coming home, we can't pay the bills or we can't do the extra, you know, curricular stuff we'd like to do. You know, am I wrong? I mean, what do I do? You know? It is a, a thing, and just like if you, you know, most of the time, if you want to have a, um, you know, one parent stay at home type of house, right? That also means, all right, so you can't take vacations. This is the shit, or you might not have the second car, or you might not have this. When people say, we need to both be doing this, a lot of that became because stuff became very, very important. Well, I, I, Stuff is important to people. Yeah, and I think generally it's more expensive. To, it seems to be more expensive to have kids now. It is more expensive day. because the shoes that you have to provide yeah. are $150. Now, if you didn't give in to society and say, you're going to wear those cheaper sneakers. Get some Crocs. You could fucking do it, right? Well, but the kids are like, I can't go to school in these <laughs> shoes. And it all becomes about stuff. There is no reason that these fucking cheap-ass shoes aren't as comfortable and presentable as Nike's. The real point of Nike's is very, very rarely a sports fucking wear. And it's more, unless you're on a basketball team, you don't need the best sneaker out there. Yet, all of our kids need the best fucking sneaker. You can't give them knockoff shit. And that's the position that we're in there. Yep. So now... Both had to look at those 1950s kids, right? Yeah. When the mom stayed at home, they were wearing Converse. They were wearing fucking hand-me-downs. You gonna give a kid a hand-me-down and this fucking thing? You're like, oh, this is your brother's old sweatshirt. Put it on. Fucking kids wouldn't put up with it. Eight six six run zero fez. Eight six six run zero fez. Robert in Nebraska, you're my fez. Yeah, Ronnie, that guy from Kansas that called in, um, his idea is he came across a little rough, but you guys laugh at him or make fun of him about it, but I think uh, when relationships were that way, uh, people were more successful. Kids were raised uh, more stable. I, I, so, I Fez, what was the, what was the problem that you had uh, with the guy from Kansas? That he was raising his daughters... Not to be good citizens or good people, but good subservience, good mothers, oh, good that. wives, and that yeah. that well, was maybe, what, maybe what maybe if you were raised in that kind of family, Fez, you wouldn't be so unstable today. 
Maybe uh, what, if your mother would have stepped back a little bit and your father had more control in the house, maybe you would be a little bit more uh, even killed. That's an interesting thing. You didn't grow up. You grew up in a family where you tell us that mom was in charge. Oh yeah, yeah. Because my dad just was—he was working constantly. But um, for some reason, that was a negative to you. Oh yeah, because you know she was a psycho. So how would you have? What would you have? What would have been the perfect growing up thing for you? I think what probably would have been better is if, I mean. Uh, if my dad could have been around more. You would have liked dad at home more? Yeah. Uh, how much more? Um, you were you more or less, when you talk with your psychiatrist, you're unhappy with your childhood, right? Right, yeah. So if he could have been... So try to explain to us what what went wrong and what would have been perfect. Yeah, because he worked most night. He worked during the day and he would come home for a while and then he'd work at night too. Right. And that's how my dad was by the way, too. Uh-huh. So and it didn't seem that crazy to me cuz most of my friends kind of grew up the same way or I had friends whose dads left on the ships, which you never even hear about anymore. Uh, you know, and it used to be going from Houston for the oil things back to the refineries in Philly. And they would just be on the ships, and his dad would be, like, gone for a month. And then when he came back, he would be like, what the fuck's been going on for the last month? So, gone dads, military dads, it's not all that unusual. Right. And just when she was left alone with us, she was crazy. She would smack, she would hit, she would nonstop screaming, you know, every night until he walked back in the door. Now, do you think, you see this as a society thing? Uh, no, I think she was just nuts. Right. And now... But it would have been better in my situation if he had been there more nights where she didn't have as much alone time with us. And you blame that just on her or on him, too? Um, I, I, blame, it, I blame it on him as well because I think he knew what was going on. I think he mm. knew the psycho behavior. Right. And and just and it was easy not that it was easy for him working all these other jobs, but it was really easier not to have to deal with that. Right. So you you're saying he also wanted to get out of the house. I think so too, yeah. So you were abandoned mm -hmm. by your dad. Yeah. So I think yeah, he did he worked a lot, but I think he enjoyed it. So when you look back on this, is it sadness, is it anger, is it a mixture? What is it? I think it's just a, it's a little sadness. Maybe it's anger too. But I think mostly sadness, a lot of fear, that's for sure. Still? Um, no, I think that's when I started being a right. scared person. But I, I understand that. But if you were victimized at one point, do you stay the victim or do you become angry or do you look to do something about it? I'm just trying to get to where this comes from. I think you, you just have to, I think you have to get past all of that, past the fear and the anger. I'm asking where you are right now. Oh, um... You know what? I think I'm. I think I'm getting pat. I think I'm coming out of the anger, mm. and into what? Um, of just that was the situation that I was given. You know what I mean? Uh, to but try to quit blaming the you past know, so much. That's you know what what's great that we're finding out about this is the Fez is totally well now. As we sit and have this conversation, we're talking to a completely even killed, comfortable person. All right. So I don't know how you. Go back against the guy in Kansas by what your views are now. But at some point, um, I think you have a belief system there. Uh, Kim.
in New Jersey. You're on Running Fez. Hi, Ronnie. Yeah, I agree with the original guy in Kansas. I think feminists have ruined uh, everything with the men. They want it equal rights. They want it everything equal, but I think we all have our places. I helped my husband build this company. I raised our kids. I did things that he wasn't but, available to do. But here's the beauty of it, Kim. You were able to make that choice where before you wouldn't have that choice to make. So any well, two a lot people... of women are going out and making the choice to be single, and, and men, they're putting men down all the time. But I mean, that's okay for them. Like, you really are only in the relationships in your life that you're in, and everybody's in, in charge of that. You are the person in charge of, all right, here's the type of person that I want to be with that will, you know, raise a family in the way that I plan to. That's why I don't know why people spend all their time worrying about this or that. Why can't you just worry about what you're doing? And if you're saying, I want to stay at home uh, wife here, and she agrees to it, you guys have it made. You have it done, like the guy in Kansas. He's completely made his own choice. Now, it's one that Fez doesn't seem like he would make, but what's the problem there? You get to live the life you want. That guy gets to live the life he was, and everybody can make their own choice. The choices are still there. I think if, you, if you're if you saying, I'm a guy who wants this type of home, you'll find a chick like that. Uh, now, I don't think it's in guys who go, I want to raise a family. I don't think it's ever a guy's initial thought. It has to be brought up to him. And somehow we even get married without realizing, and then the family comes. Because you'll think, yeah, I'll come later, but maybe I'll get killed in a car accident. You know, we're never fucking honest. We're just totally fucking nuts. And even, I think most guys will think, you know, really, I shouldn't worry. I'll cut, kill in a car accident. Most people do. We always use that as an out. Um, let's go over here to Mike. Mike in Poughkeepsie. You're on Ronnie Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Uh, about that guy from Kansas. Uh, there's a book out there called Wisconsin Death Trip. Uh, that It's made of newspaper articles taken from the Midwest you know, in the golden age of that guy's time, the 1890s and 1900s. Right. And everyone is fucking miserable. Um, guys killing their wives, wives killing themselves, wives killing their kids. Uh, because everyone was fucking unhappy because they didn't have the um, the power over their own lives. Um, and, it it's really funny too because you're you're right about this that people never look into this histor historical uh, thing of things. And quite frankly, it's always interesting to me. Uh, I heard this Glenn Beck did some kind of life was simpler when I was a kid bit right. And the guy grew up in like the 1960s. We had killed a couple Kennedys, Martin Luther King. There was a fucking war going on. Uh, there were riots in the streets. But it seemed simple to him because that was his childhood. Just like Fez, he looks back at his childhood. The only thing that he could focus on is what was going on in his house. He sees the entire world through those two eyes and all of history through those two eyes. And then you don't you don't start to believe, oh, there's other ways of doing stuff. Um, eight six six run zero fez eight six six run zero fez. Uh, Chris, you're run fez. Hey, uh, fez, you think that your dad knew that your mom was nuts, and that was probably why he stayed away. But you would have had a better life if he was home every night fighting with your mom because she was nuts, like Anthony's dad was with his mom. You know, you think 
that would have been better? I don't know, because I never heard them fight. I, it was very rarely if they even had a disagreement. So I don't know. She didn't. She wasn't nuts when he was around. That's because she wasn't home. You just said that. He was never home. Right, and when he uh, and when he was home, I don't know if they would have been fighting. That's my well, point. But but, there, but that's like saying, if you have a girlfriend who lives in another town, right, and you only see her every three weeks, you're like, she's great. Every time we're together, all we do is fuck. You know what I mean? And when you move her ass in, then things change a little bit. So it might have been special time when they were together if they weren't together that much. Okay. And you're in a, you're now. An adult and able to look back on some of this and use some critical thinking. But what always gets to me about Fez is uh, we've got the Thanksgiving vacation coming up and the Christmas vacation coming up, Fez, and you'll be going to Florida. You always go back, stay in the room of this place that you describe as a total nightmare. Yeah. It's, um, I don't know what, I guess I'm just sick too. And it what. That's an honest uh, assessment, but I don't know. That's just one of it. It's the easy way out to say that, but instead of just looking for it. And you moved out at what age? 30. Okay. So it is always a mis- <laughs> <laughs> That surprises you? I didn't uh, Yeah, that's... Well, just because if it was... I mean, if it was, th- if it was bad, such a nightmare. At 17? Like, yeah. See ya. And then at the same point, he can't wait to get back there. So... Well, I mean, I think he goes, oh, I guess I'm just sick, too, so he doesn't have to, you know, explain or defend or whatever because that gets scary. But I do think a lot of us do that kind of stuff, of just repeat things because we're not taking the time to think of new stuff. Well, sometimes, I mean, it's really, it can be really comfortable to get back and like, oh, fuck, I this person, you know. It's, it may, you, you can t- give spend your energy on being caught up in the family. I, I'm I mean, telling I you, I find time. it amazing how that you can fall back into things with your sisters and stuff like um i will sit at that dining room table start to tease my sister and my parents will tell me to stop i mean i don't have this anywhere else in my life and then i could still make my sister cry i can't fucking believe this consistent game that we'll have you know and it will go on, and not just me, everybody, not only that, if you're not careful, you'll go back and sit in the same chairs yes, that you sat yeah, in. exactly the same chairs. We should try to put on our old pants. It's <laughs> so fucking ridiculous. And you've been spending how many times trying to fix yourself now? Uh, years. And has anyone ever brought up to you that not that it's a setback every time you go back and repeat this experience? Um... Yeah, that's come up. What do they say, TFS? Well, I get you know, and I asked you know the shrink about that specific question, and he goes, "It's like he goes, he goes. I think you were probably traumatized as a kid, and he's like, it's one of those things where the kidnapper stays with the or the kidnap victim wants to stay with the kidnapper because that's all they know, and you're just trying to get love out of the person." Who inflicted this on you? Now, does the victim ever get love out of the from the kidnapper? No, it never happens. So you know it's a losing game, right? Yeah, but it's not a game that you want to quit. I haven't. I, 
It's. I think also it's I haven't figured out another game to play yet. Where, you know, if uh, not having somebody here to spend Thanksgiving with, you know. Let, let me ask you this. I mean, a significant other is what I mean. I, I get that. But why is Thanksgiving such a big fucking day that people have to travel across the country? What do we fall into where these certain days mean something? Why can't you say the tradition that I have? I'm not that crazy about it. Why would I go, I'm going to stay with a bad tradition until I can find another new tradition? Why can't you get up that day and have a fucking bacon sandwich? Who's to stop you? Drink some whiskey. That's how Hicks gets through. I'm, I'm, sorry, I'm trying to make my own tradition now. I'm yes, but wasn't that one. the same thing that you and your mom and dad did when they were still alive? Sure, there was some drinking. Yeah. Now it's just by myself with no food. Um, Chris, you're on the run of fish show. Hey, Ron, it's Chris from Long Island. Hey. Um, so, so many times these people, these adults, they like to fall back and blame their mom and dad for all these problems. But, I mean, I had a fear of bridges for a few years. I never did, and then I just came up with one. And I just said to myself, screw it, I'm not going to be afraid anymore. And it worked. I just was like, I'm not going to live my life being afraid to go on bridges. And I kind of got frustrated. And that anger, I guess, made me overcome the fear of bridges. Now I don't mind. I sit in traffic jams on bridges and everything. Um... When you hear stuff like that, does it frustrate you? It frustrates me with myself, yes, that I'm still afraid of bridges. But the point is that he's making is that you do everything the same way, right? Mm-hmm. And yet you expect different results. Or you, um, you go out of your way to go, I'm not making any changes, but the thing in life I want is change. What would be the horrible thing of spending a Thanksgiving alone? Um, I think I probably would be pretty lonely. I think I would, there would be people that I, you know, that I did want to see in Florida that I would miss. Only on that day? Because you go to Florida a lot, right? Yeah. But what would be, and I'm not telling you to do it because I don't think, you know, but I'm just talking about in a way of breaking fucking the chains. Mm -hmm. What is wrong with going, this is a lousy fucking Christmas, I am alone. I'm going to vow by next Christmas, I'm going to find a new tradition. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh -huh. why do we think that even one bad thing will stay that way? Now, let's suppose you did this 10 years ago. What if 10 years ago you said, I'm not going back for Christmas there, but I'm also not going to put, put up with this lonely thing? Or why is this lonely thing that you're into seems to be a new thing? Because most of the time I knew you, you were happy and said to people, no, I prefer being alone. Right. At one day you came back from your shrink and said, I don't want to be alone. I want to be in a relationship. Yeah, I think that's, I think, uh, I think things change for me. Did they change for you or did the shrink say that? Um, I think that was me saying it to the shrink, to be honest. Right. So that was how many years ago? Five, six? Yeah. And in those times, you haven't found anybody No. No. And how many attempts have you made? Um, not a, not a whole lot. Okay. So, not exactly diving into it, right? Right. But sometimes, burning that bridge will do that for you. Burning that bridge, which was actually, people don't even realize this, that was a military fucking strategy. We're going to cross the bridge, then we're going to burn it behind us, so you motherfuckers know there's no re retreat. So at that point, you're fighting for what? 
um, for all or nothing. You're fighting for your life. Mm -hmm. And when you fight for your life, you fight a lot harder than you do for fucking victory. So the fact that you have this thing to go back to, something that you don't find even that appealing, but you keep going back now 10 years after you decided you didn't want to, uh, is a bridge. It is a bridge. Um, now, tradition is one thing, but look at the kid. Draft House is telling his family, why don't you guys come to New York this year? How come your parents have never come to New York? Um, I've uh, asked about it, and I always got turned down. Uh, what if you were to say, I'm spending this year in New York, and you guys are invited? Do you think they would maybe start and create some new stuff? Um, Joe, you're on Mona Fez. Yo, boys, how are you? Um, yeah. Fez, I got a quote for you. It's an old one, but it's something I always liked. And, Ron, you might be used to it from kind of a drug addict quote type thing. But uh, Albert Einstein once said, insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Um, hit home at all? or I just looked up this quote, and there's a picture of Fez there. And then on that picture, someone drew a cock in. And they have, like, it's spurting towards Fez. Who would do oh. that? Is it piss or jizz, though? Have you heard that thing before, Fez? Oh, yeah. Yep. Where'd you hear that? From the shrink? I've heard it from the shrink. I've heard it, you know, here on the show. Mm -hmm. I've heard, yeah, I've heard it a lot of places. And I'm still doing it. Where, um, yeah, I just... Yeah, it just uh, it it ends up just being where I think if I can get a couple of things better, then everything else will follow. But yeah, I guess I'm just doing the same thing over and over again. I don't even know what you mean. What do you mean? Where it's like if I can just you know get myself calmed down, then other things will happen, you know, relationship wise and stuff. But right. it's well, that's maybe not I'm any, working backwards that's, or something. Yeah, it's not any of the stuff that we're talking about here. Oh. We're talking about when you're unhappy right with the way your life is going um it's almost like if you were to leave home to travel to california and you're like you're going to have a fucking drive all your shit out there and find a new place it's uncomfortable it's not fucking comfortable but you have to do those things to go and live in the new place right you know you have to go through some discomfort some pain to get to the new stuff and in the last 10 years, you haven't done anything too different yet, right? No. No, I really haven't. Which also makes me think, maybe you like things the way they are. And if that's the case, if you say, hey, I like to do my, my fucking gig. Uh, then I like to go back to my house. Uh, when I get vacation, I like to go see my folks. This is stuff I like. If you said that. Nobody would be able to say a fucking thing about it. But for 10 years, you've been telling us that you've been unhappy. Yeah. Yeah, and anxious. Yep. So. Yeah, I guess there's just not a lot of comfortability anywhere. So, I... Yeah, I mean, I, I know I have to figure out something here. All right, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 
Here's Psycho Bob. You're on the Ron Fez Show. Hey, I, Fezzy. Uh-huh. I think that uh, maybe the reason you go down to Florida is because it's like the devil you know is better than the devil you don't know. You know, even though you're not all 100% comfortable, at least you know what the problems are there, and that's why you do it. I guess that could be. I mean, makes sense. I don't even, uh, but, you know, I don't even have another devil to choose from. Sure you do. What's that? You start your new tradition. Oh. It would start by yourself at first. And then every year that would grow. And you could say to yourself, I'm going to make this thing grow. I don't understand. And maybe, but never having had ample money. But if you, I mean, if you're, if you're like, well, Thanksgiving down there in Florida sucks. Maybe it's just being in Florida that you don't fucking want to. You could just say, if you, I'm going to do this in New York. If you guys want to come, I'll fly out. We'll get a big turkey. We'll, they'll bring it. To, I mean, it's New York City. You can have whatever you want. don't have to do any work at all. You just kind of make it. I mean, then you can just start a new tradition. If that don't work out, well, f- next year we'll do something different. You know, next year we'll try to all fly, you know. But when you have resources mm-hmm. and time to kind of just plan something out, like you can try a different thing every single year, and it would be... Even if it doesn't work out perfectly, it would be better than being depressed when you go home, you know, because that, that's never good. Here's uh, Brandon in West Virginia. Hey, man. Hey, Ron and Fez. How y'all doing? Yeah. Hey, uh, for like 30 years, man, we did like this tradition when we went with our grandparents help to my grandparents' house for 30 years. Last year, me and my wife decided we stayed home. It was the best time in our life, best Christmas we ever had. Uh, just, I mean, just took a stand. They wanted they begged us to come. We said, no, we're staying home. Um, here is uh, Mike in Jersey. You're on my Fez. Hey, Rowdy. How you doing, Fez? Um, I was just going to say, Fez, why don't you see if your family wants to go on a cruise for the holidays? On the boat, there's so much stuff to do. You get fed up with their horse shit, you can walk away and find plenty of shit to do, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, I, you know, I've, those kind of... Those kind of things have come up before, and no one seems to want to go for them. But the point was, you've got to start it yourself. You can't wait right. for other people to follow you. Yeah. You've got to say, this is what I do. And one year, maybe you're at one. Then the next year, you get another person. The year after that, uh, you could double it. If you would have started that 10 years ago, where would you be this year? I... You might be have some giant fucking thing. There's a lot of people whose tradition is, I'm going to go out and, and feed the homeless this day. No. They love it. They fucking love ladling out uh, food to homeless <laughs> one day out of the year. Oh, here you go. You've got to eat today. And you see the homeless, they're like, yeah, well, what about tomorrow? I'm going to put in some fucking roll in my pocket. Um, time here, my Fez. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Fez, I say this with the best of intentions, but it seems to me that the listeners call in, they offer you advice, you politely listen to it, and then you just ignore it. Now, here's a thought, and I mean this genuinely. You've got two holidays coming up, Thanksgiving and Christmas, and you feel this obligation to go back year after year. So why don't you split the difference this year? Take Thanksgiving for yourself and go on Christmas. You still have that to look forward to, to see the family, to get together. But you'll also have Thanksgiving for yourself. And like Ron and everybody else has said, you can start to do new things. You can explore new things. You can go new places. I know for a while you were going to a uh, He, he gets bar. all this. I see yeah. a cringing Fez. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's not that I mean to turn down people's advice. I just don't know if I'm, if I could 
pull that off? I just what can't I, you pull off? Making well, like he said, making a stand on Thanksgiving. Who who wouldn't you be able to make the stand to? I mean, myself. All right, so you feel like you can't stand up to yourself. Right, yeah, where it's like, I don't know if I'm strong enough to pull off that sort of thing. I don't understand what strong enough means. To say no, that I'm not going to do that. It's To yourself? Yeah, exactly. So, so then here's the point. That sounds like you want to go. And then all you would have to say is, I love Thanksgiving. I get to fly down, see my parents, see the kids, sleep in the old neighborhood. It's fucking great. And then you wouldn't have any problems. But you don't say that. You no. act like it's a horrible thing. So people tend to give you advice. So your thing is if you can't stand up to yourself, now it's not even um, standing up to your parents or something. It's all about you. So we don't know who we're talking to at any given time with you. Blake, going on here on Run Fez. Hey, guys. Uh, I, Fezzy, I think you're a great guy, but I, I wish everyone would just listen to the insanity of this. He, he doesn't want anyone's advice. He's going to do what he wants to do. It's, it's just that simple. I don't know. I, I know it's a talk show, and that's what we're supposed to be doing, but it, leave the poor guy alone. Well, I love that. I mean, we had another 90 topics before this. It isn't a matter of leave him alone, but this is the first one you jumped into, Fess. Right, yeah. Yeah. It's what I end up. That's another thing that I always do. Could I come up with a new Thanksgiving tradition? Okay. What about this one? All what right. about this is a Thanksgiving tradition? Oh, God. <laughs> All right, that's a drawing of two erect penises, mm -hmm. uh, balls, pubes, everything, and they're just squirting at each other. Trying to hit each other's dick holes and then seal that up. That's disgusting. Is it? I don't know if you want a tradition like that. Every year? Don't they look like turkeys a little bit? That wasn't supposed to be. Come, turkeys. Um, Dave, you're on a face. Hey, it's a quick question for Fez. You wanted to know the reason why you, you, you don't want to change, you know, your pattern and your behavior. Is it that you're just uncomfortable making change? You know, like, I just don't want to do anything different. Or is it that you're afraid that if you change, the result might be worse? Um, it's, I think it's, it's probably a little of both. I, th I, I definitely get nervous about change. And then all I talk about is changing things. Okay, cause, yeah, we, we hear this kind of this constant thing over and over of you feel like I just have to figure it out I just have to get if I make it perfect and I, I make all these changes perfect then everything will be easy from here so you, you realize that something wants to change you just don't know if it's going to be the right thing and if in the end it'll all blow up in your face yeah uh, absolutely right yeah advice radio and the only radio that takes your advice What's the opposite of an expert? Because there's a lot of radio experts shows, but we're just the exact opposite of that. I don't know what the word would be. Um, here's Ken. You're on Fez. Hey, Fezzy, why don't you make some of that famous seven-layer dip and show up to Ronnie's for Thanksgiving? You want to come uh, with me for Thanksgiving, Fez? Um, I, I don't want to put you out. Well, why would that be putting me out? I'd love to see you, and we do it the same thing every year, martial arts. Where everybody comes in, and it becomes like a big brawl. Last man standing, we like to call it. Thunderdome Thanksgiving sounds a little frightening. 
Hey, Fez, I resent you calling it Thunderdome. I really do. Why? We're not Aussies. Oh, okay. We like to call it Who the Fuck You Talking To, where you can always hear that every year. Excuse me? Who the fuck do you think you're talking to? I always hear this. Everything will be going wrong. And then, like, see, everybody in my fucking family will always go for the low thing. And you'll hear somebody saying that. Hold on. You think you can walk in here with your fat fucking wife and talk to me this way? So it always has to, you know, it always comes back to, oh, excuse me. Maybe I don't understand because I'm not the one with the retarded children. But what I hear you saying to me is. And then it always comes into of, I don't know, maybe you didn't mean it. You had a lot to fucking drink again today. <laughs> You're sitting there drinking. Maybe you let, better let your fat wife drive you home because it seems like you've had too much to drink. And always is that thing where you know it's going to go south. Everybody in my family wants to sit with a back to the door constantly. How the fuck do I know? Uh, what are you trying to get my back to the door? Is that it? Maybe Apparently. I'm fucking leaving myself open for this. Jesus. A little tense, those dinners, huh? Oh, I've fucking gone to one of these things where people start going up. Let's see if he pulls that shit from last year. Why are you already? You haven't seen him in a year. I've already started it's, to get the... It's uh, fucking Highlander. <laughs> it's a goddamn day of Highlander. They can't, they can't put up with this, anyone with the same bloodline. And you can actually uh, take heat in my family for making too much money, as I fucking found out. Whoa. Uh, Dave, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Dave. Ron. Yeah. Boardwalk Empire, did you see it? No, I haven't seen it. I went out of my way. I'm watching football. I'm watching baseball last night. I'm trying to make everybody happy. Then at the end of the night, I watch my board to death. And my, um, I think this was the best show. I think uh, it's getting better. I'm going to be Slowly. watching. I promise you I Slowly will watch better. it. And um, what about uh, Fez's favorite comedian? He's got his own show, Swartzen. Fez never liked him. That's another thing you got bullied into, right, Fez? Well, I, I, I panicked my way into it. I see it that way. What are you going to do for Thanksgiving and Christmas this year? Are you going to go home? Yeah, I th I'm sure I am. All right, so here's your tradition. You do the same things. And part of the tradition is people try to talk to you, and then you let them go on for a while and go back to what you were doing before. Uh -huh. You're rubbing the leg pretty good. Is everything all right there? Yeah, just, yeah. What happened? Were you rubbing your leg or your cock? It was my leg. Why are you rubbing your leg? Because it's like uh, I got like the Jimmy leg going, and I'm just trying to stop it from being tappy in here. Let me see your leg. You can't rub a... <laughs> Why are you laughing... Did, you sure seriously, have a hard on? before you were a fucking intern, did you think it was a gimmick? Yes, I, yeah, I, I did. I thought it was. I thought it was a total bit. I thought it was one hundred percent fake. You'd have to write to be doing a bit. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to. But I. I. It's been a very enlightening fucking. Internship. Well, tell me what you what you've learned during your internship. Uh, I don't know. I've learned that once you that you've got to get your foot in the door, and then once you've got uh let me just, once you got your foot in the door, they can't get you out? I don't know how to say anything. Go ahead and say it. No, I don't. Once, they, once you get your foot in the door, you can't get you out. Sure, yeah. So your point is, when you look at this as a profession, 
You figure one that they can't get rid of Fez. Right. I just feel like if you said if you made me a co-host tomorrow, yeah, I feel like fucking set. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. I don't. It doesn't matter what happens because it's just the sh- it just goes it's just whatever happens in life happens in the show and if life is <laughs> fucked up it's just like well that's what's <laughs> happening today I don't know it it's it's been very um well, that is an interesting concept I've never heard of it brought up that way but I can't say that's too far from um, true I'm gonna say uh, this at Thanksgiving excuse me why does your fat kid get to say the fucking <laughs> prayer and nobody fuck? else's all right. I'm sorry, my my kids ain't these students. Maybe that's why I don't, they didn't get fucking held back last year. So they don't get to say the prayer. Why are you attacking me? Is this just dinner? I have actually had to say this. Look, if you want to sit next to Pop, you can sit next to Pop, all right? <laughs> I'm not trying to work my way up to the end of the table. When the man is gone, so am I. None of you will ever see me again. They put my plate here. Oh, God, it's fucking unbelievable. I've already started to get the, also, okay, you're going to go, now you're gay in New York, and you're going to be that kind of guy coming back home now. Who fucking said that to you? My brother. I'm ready to fucking fight. I'm is ready it to your fight younger brother or older brother? My older brother. Is he coming up for Thanksgiving? He is. I'm going to fucking, just show me where he is. He's going to take a fucking sock full of hot nickels at the back of his head. I'll be wearing a mask. You'll know it's me. Okay. And then I'll yell out, now who's the fag? As a... As I fucking run off with nickels flying everywhere. See how lucky you are? I know. Hicks with no family? Sometimes I feel good. Like, hey, I don't got to answer to fucking anyone and take anyone's shit. You just sit there with that quiet phone sitting next to you? Yeah. Not even a ring to it? Oh, yeah. You get, The only problem fucking Hicks has is he still hasn't buried his parents. They're still in that apartment with him over there in Queens. <laughs> Spells. Well, this came up, Fez. That we wanted to do, and because you won't read the message board because you're so damn busy in your private life, the annual Ron and Fez uh, owner's Christmas party that we do every single year for our leagues. Um, But the point is, where do we go? Do we go to Brooklyn with Blowhard? We go to Manhattan with me. Do we go to Philly? With, of course, Kathleen from the Bronx. Waco with the Draft House Kid. Or do we go to Roosevelt Island, Julie's Sports Bar, where you live? I would rule out Roosevelt Island. What? Why is that? Why? I don't know if that's, um, I don't know if there's, like, if that's a nice enough place for an owner's dinner. Let's let's do let's make this the the moment. I'll I'll I would I would love to help where we put together and we fucking have a huge Roosevelt Island house party. We break, welcome. Oh, you to, want to do it at Fez's house? Eggs. Fucking we get we get it catered. We do, we do the place up. We'll fucking decorate. It'll be a beautiful. It never even party. occurred to me that we would do it uh, in house. I thought we'd go out to a bar or a restaurant. But you've come up to something because I don't ever remember. Have you ever thrown a party, Fez? No. No. <gasps> Well, one thing we'll have to do is put the fucking cat out. Where do oh, you see yeah. the views from his fucking apartment? I can't, yeah, I mean, they're I unbelievable. To, his cat can come to Astoria. They can stay with my cats, and I'll fucking go. We'll go. His cat has never been outside since he's taken it in once. Oh, no. It's only been in a box. All right, that's an interesting concept. Party at Fez's house. 
And actually, the catering wouldn't be a big deal. There's a lot of great places in Astoria that could drop off food. Yeah, a lot of Greek Greek spots. Have a nice Greek dinner. Be f- phenomenal. All right, this is an interesting concept, Fezzi. You're grabbing the bull by the horns. This is a great place to go for Christmas Eve. Um, I hadn't thought of it that way. Now, if we decide to go to Waco, I do know of three restaurants that we could go to. I, I want to stay on the house. burning fucking... I hope it's still burning down there, too. Um... Chris, Alabama, you're on Fez. Chris. Yeah, sorry about that. Hey, Fez, I just wanted to say, I heard you say a few minutes ago that you didn't want to go to Ron's house because you were afraid to. And I seem to hear that that's a normal thing from you, that you are constantly afraid to do anything. So I just want to say there's nothing to fear but fear itself. And if you want to change your life, you have to... Face that fear and just take it head on in order to feed it. Fezzi, I'd love to have you at my place because I could use a spotter. Somebody put up high. <laughs> Keep an eye out on some of the cousins. Just let me know. Just let me know when they get behind me. Sounds like you need a referee to count down. Or count Fuck them one, two, three. There nobody there to listen to a referee. But I'm looking forward to Thanksgiving because i got three fucking people to get even with. Jesus, it's family dinner. Yeah, exactly. Oh. That's the guys behind it. Uh, Paul, you're on Ron Fez. Hey, Ronnie Fez, how are you? Um, Ronnie. Yeah. There was a, uh, I think you may have heard this before, a 19th century philosopher once said, the difference between an ass fucking and the microwave is that an ass fucking will brown your meat without cooking it. Mm. Something to think about, Fezzy. Something to think. Fez, you ever give that kind of stuff a ponder? No, and I've, I've never heard that saying. Um, well, you're not going to hear a lot of sayings. I didn't know we had microwaves in the 19th century. Didn't you? Uh, Greg, you're on Fez. Yeah, uh, when you guys brought up the topic of having a party at Fez's house, you could actually hear the sound of Fez freezing over the air. The fucking anxiety. Got- oh, that was anxiety, Fez? Because I've got a way to... What part of it makes you nervous? Um, You know, that it would be a good enough party, that everyone would have fun. Uh, Cat smell I worry about all the time. The cat, here's what we'd do. We would put the fucking cat in the... Wherever the fuck you put that thing. It's like it goes to a pet store or something. The kennel, yeah. Now, food, we don't have to worry about. Because if Kathleen and Bri Bri are coming up, we'll send them down some money and have them pick up Sarcone's hoagies. So now... We're eating this fucking... Hold on, Fezzi. You're on to something here. Philly-style fucking party. It's Philly. We Philly this fucking thing out. We bring up hoagies. We'll have fucking uh, cheesesteaks. And we'll do it the way you grew up. Complete fucking Philly-style. And show this fucking kid a thing or two. Or else we're taking this to Kathleen's. Either way, I'm into it. I've never been to Philly. I would love to fucking go to Kathleen's and have a delicious Philly meal. Let me tell you something. If you were at Kathleen's, you'd be on top of the world because she does it upright. Her and Bri Bri fucking have that town wired. I met her down there. Every fucking place she knows runs like this. She walks into a restaurant. She goes like this. Fucking people are running every which way. Let's go. Let's go hang out with Kathleen and That's Bri-Bri. why it, it, it makes me so sad to see her completely losing it in this because I've actually been you know, in our league. 
and she was the leader, and now on a losing streak. I laid the fucking hammer down. So what? You Tony Romo, did. fuck him. Ryan Fitzpatrick forever. So what? You can't feel too confident in this league of ours. If, if there's some way I lose tonight, somehow I will fucking quit fantasy football for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's Who impossible. Cares? Last night, Who cares? No I care a lot. <laughs> About goddamn what? Listen to his passion, Fez. Mm -hmm. He ain't he ain't on his back fucking heels, is he? Where is he at? He's running forward. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? It's uh, a good thing. Um, here's Vince. Vince, you're on the Run Fez show. One two seven seven two. Yeah. Checking in. Hold on, I just want to mention something. A spy report, really more than Ichiban. Spy report. Spy report. We're having tasty cakes for dessert. Ooh, all right? All right. We're going to make this fucking party upright. And we are going to fucking rip the fucking roof off Fez's place. Uh, Vance, you're in front of Fez. Yeah, uh, 12772 checking in. <laughs> Hold on. This is Fez is already putting together his fucking thing. So much better than a bar because we can smoke cigars in Fez's house. Oh, yeah. Can we can we bring pot? If they, if Fuck yeah. yeah. We're gonna be high in. I'll take the batteries out of the smoke detector if I have to. You're really going with this, huh? <laughs> if we want to do this, I'll take the towels off the couch. Fuck a three-day fucking party. Fuck yeah. I, I would know love it. Three days. Never gonna fucking stop. By the way. Our Christmas party is going to be in early November. Someone tell fucking Kathleen uh, that we got to fucking travel perfectly, too, with your sarcones. Where do you park a truck on Roosevelt Island? Um, I think you can park in the parking garage if you go up to, if you take it up to the roof. Hmm. Uh, go ahead, Vince. What do you got for us, buddy? Hey, never turn down live guiles. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, I got a question for uh, Draft House. Mm -hmm. What's up? The kid. Uh, going to San Antonio for one night on Wednesday. What am I doing? All right, well, of course, you got to just do the Riverwalk, dude. Just go down to the Please. Riverwalk. He can do that on his own. Like a rube. Yeah, what do you oh. got for him that's local? San Antonio? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I the Riverwalk is the thing to do. San Antonio. I mean, explore. There's a lot of really cool... Like little restaurants. Give them a little wall. something. Hold the wall. I don't, Hold I'm, the wall. Give them a the name. Here's what you need to do. You need to leave San Antonio, go down about 45 minutes to New Braunfels, and that's where Green Hall is. Green it, Hall? Green Hall. It's one of the best old school dance halls in Texas. There's a great restaurant called the Grist Mill. 
You can get a great fucking chicken fried steak at the grist mill and then go... 45 minutes he's got to drive? 30, 40 minutes to Texas. It's not that long. It's a beautiful drive. It's very Texas, scenic. everything was bigger in Texas. Yeah, it's a long fucking... Yeah, highways too. Everything's bigger in Texas but their penises. <laughs> That's not true. All right, let's see that. Lay that fuck around. I'll fucking draw back. Uh, Brett Favre taught me <laughs> not to do that. Let's get some pictures of it. Put it on the internet. Get it out there. That's All Louisiana. Right. All right. I thought he was from Mississippi. Brett, yeah, I think he is Mississippi. I thought he was Mississippi dirt fucking poor the way he grew up. <laughs> oh, uh, yes. John, you're in Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. I, I'm wondering if this party does happen, which it probably won't, but is Fez panicked about it because he's afraid people will mess with his dolls, his action figures? Well, as long as everything stays mint in the box, I should have no problem. What if they take them out and start playing with them? May have to lock some things up. Trevor, Minnesota, you're on a fez. Hey, boys. Uh, we got a little off the subject there with uh, Rustin talking to his boy about Antonio, but Fez, you got to do this big. Roosevelt Island style. Let's go like the Catalina fucking wine mixer, man. Get you some 80s Joel headliner band and just rock it. You know, uh, like Ronnie said, get some fucking sandwiches and, uh, you know, party dude, your own. if we're going to fucking filly this thing up the way you're, Fez, maybe we can get a hold of Cinderella. And I know that fucking Eddie Trunk is friends with those guys. If you want to go fucking 80s uh, hairband, we do that and do it upright. Just like house party, just like get a fucking set them up in the corner with some amps. Or do you want to go to the Hooters? I don't know what fucking 80s direction you're heading with this, Fez, but I love it. There's the amount of space to be considered, too. Yeah. We're having a band in. Well, have you ever used your dining room before? No. Set up a fucking stage in there. Fucking rock that out. And is everybody crashing over? Well, I guess people would be invited. I don't know if there's room for everybody to crash. Everybody's going to bring fucking sleeping bags. Turn this into fucking... Turn this up. Besides, we're sleeping. Yeah, I'll bring some Adderall. We can bang them out and snort them. we stay up for four days. Fuck you want to do that, Fez? Turn this into a fucking Adderall fucking dance party? I think a one-night-only party's good. Kick it off that way. I'm starting to love the idea of this. It's the Ron and Fez League owner's party. <laughs> I know I'm going to be making a speech to all the other team owners. This means we're going to have uh, Blowhard showing up, and believe it or not, for the first time in forever, Earl. Wow, is he going to come? Yeah. He'll be there. I mean, this this league means everything to Earl. Or is he going to text us like 15 minutes after we left saying, where are you guys? I'm there. I'm Missing you. Missing you. All right. Hold on. Here's Mike on San Antonio. You're on Renafest. Fuck that up. Listen, you're an idiot, man. Sending them up to New Braunfels, please. Everybody goes to San Marcos. You're going up that way. But the Riverwalk, you have St. Mary Street. You have King William's District. I mean, what are you telling him to go to the Riverwalk? What is he, 70 years old and wears black socks and shorts? San Antonio really is kind of an unexplained... Texas, I mean... It's a big state, and San Antonio is fucking, it seems like it's almost a different country. There's a lot of Hispanics there. If you don't speak Mexican, no. If you don't speak Spanish, it's, um, it's a tough go. What, what are you talking about? This guy's there. He understands. Holy cow, man. You don't have to speak.
Spanish. And the girls down there are Spanish. They're Mexican. They're gorgeous. But you got the, you know, UTSAs, you know, down there off of St. Mary's. You've got Grayson Street right now going on. You've got all that shit going on down there in the King Williams District. Man, San Antonio, it, it, there's so much more to do than just a river walk. What are you yeah, doing embarrassing him with the river walk? That's like if someone's coming to New York, I'm going, oh, you need to see the Statue of Liberty. It's fucking amazing. Oh, it is. You should check it out. Check the Statue of Liberty. It's pretty fucking cool. It's a fucking nightmare over there. No, but I'd, I'll be totally honest. I don't know San Antonio at all. I will say this, Fezzi. I hate to pull you back into the show. This is the third topic for you now. At the beginning of this season, you were happy that the people of Tampa had abandoned the Buccaneers. And look at the schedule. that They've got 5-2 and two now. Yep. With a big win yesterday, uh, the Bucks are strong the this Bucks year. The Bucks are back, baby. Best record in the NFL. Nobody's better than 5-2. and two. Look at that run with the fucking leap. Who is this kid? Um, I think uh, Blount. LeGarrette Blount. That's a, that's a guy from oh, Morgan yeah. State who punched the fuck out of fuck the kid. It. HTG just picked him up yesterday uh, for a team. This is how little we pay attention. And the fucking kid has got like a 70-yard run. Do you remember that last year where he's the guy, he's the, the Oregon State player who just clocked that guy? I do remember State, that, yeah. yeah. And you hated him last year, right, Fez, when he did that? Oh, yeah, I thought he was just a maniac for doing that. Not, yeah, there he is, <laughs> blasting that fucking kid. They were, he was acting like he was going to go up in the stands and mm. and beat up everybody in the stadium. He knocked that fucking kid out, though. Kid was having so much fun until that fucking hit. Then all of a sudden, he's like, "This is no good. I'm gonna lay down, and sleep for a while." Just a quick little punch and wind up. Just a little fucking. Are you and back I... on the bandwagon now? Or are you still with your Jets? Oh, I uh, Jets are my AFC team. Uh, Bucks are my NFC team. Who's your team? Is uh, it Jets or fucking? You know, you you went on your way to pick the Jets defense yesterday. Uh, you picked them second round. Mm-hmm. I picked up the Bucks defense yesterday. In the middle of the fucking five minutes before we went on, and had more points than you. Oh yeah, yeah, coming on strong both sides of the ball. The coach is crazy, well, which gave, I love. They gave up thirty-three points, but okay. Um, let's get over here to Fitzy in Boston. You're running Fez. Hey Fezzy, I think you're forgetting about a team called the Patriots. One loss. Oh, I thought everyone was five and two. No! Oh, first in their division. I like the timing. That you, you come in underneath of it. It's uh, traditional. Um, here's uh, Chris. Chris, you're running first. Chris. Hey, uh, Ronnie, guys, I was wondering, I want to get back to the party. I was going to load the car up and uh, put a couple friends in the car, and we're coming from Philly. I was wondering if it's cool if we come and hang outside and just drink a couple beers on the stoop, and I'll bring some stuff, like... uh, Well, I definitely want the Philly crew to come in, and that's Opie's people, uh, call themselves the Philly crew. Always a fun fun bunch of guys. I want these guys that just called in to come, though. I want them to be there. Oh, sure. If we're having a big party, let's have a big fucking party. I thought it was just for owners. If you're leaving soon, Fuzzy, who gives a fuck what we do to that place? We charge like, the door, maybe? Like you put it today, Fez. Once you come in here, it doesn't matter what you do. That's the show. That wasn't me. That was the draft house kid. Was he wrong? Probably not. Probably or yes or no? 
no. I was. I looked over at you like you were going to snap his fucking neck for him. But like you say, he's probably not wrong. What does that even mean? Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I feel like you're sitting in judgment. No, I'm not sitting in judgment. You think the feathers should prep it a little differently? No, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I just feel like that it's. uh, It seems like lately it's just been. I I think. Because, okay, as a listener of the show, when. Fez, when when it would get depressing, yeah. like it would literally make me fucking depressed. Like right. I would listen and I would listen every day. I'm like, God damn! Like, and I would start over analyzing the things that Fez was over and it's just like, well, shit. If it gets like, how? At what point? You know, if it gets bad, where? I mean, how can you be depressed every day? When does it become? Oh, I'm I'm stop. I'm gonna fucking. I'm. I can already tell that there's nowhere good that. This goes. No, so it I'm gonna me. fucking. This interests me all of a sudden. <laughs> Good. Um. Here's uh, Cal. You're on my face. Honey, v, uh, for the party, have you guys considered maybe getting blowhard and Jamie Lee Curtis and all the boys are at the party together, maybe having dinner together, and they kind of slow down the opportunity or you know possibility of a bunch of people getting high at the party. Um. Yeah, I don't think I don't think we have to worry about Blowhard being a cop. Um, now this is fucking interesting that uh, Kathleen tells us she will bring so much hoagie. Wow! And she said she will go anywhere for this. Get down, get down! But a party at Watley's house, she is going to love it. Um. What dope are we going with, Fez? Could I recommend something? Okay. We don't break out the fucking cocaine till late night, or else we're going to have a lot of extra hoagies sitting around. If we do this on a Saturday night, we could actually all stay at your house on Sunday. Well, maybe we just make it a Sunday party. Watch the games together. Yeah, we watch the games together. We can sit there with their laptops, oh, nice. watching their scores. I got a phone app. I'm loving the idea of this, Fez. You're coming up with some brilliant ideas. Um, Steve, you're on my Fez. Steve. Hey, Ronnie, I got my eye on you. What can we do for you, buddy? Uh, I think I know. Fezzy ought to invite Lady Trucker. Ramon, get this man a dildo. That was really fucking lame. A lady trucker wrote me something about some wrestler was mad at her on uh, the Sam and Dave show. She wanted me to listen to it, but I couldn't bear it. Halloween special. Be tough to get through. Mm. I saw the pictures of Dave's kids. Did you see them? Uh, I'll pull them up. What happened to you coming in here and helping Dave out? You getting bored with that? Saturday night from 9... That's... it's. That's a that's a bad time to to work voluntarily. Well, I understand. It's also a bad time for the listeners. <laughs> They're like, is there any other time you can get this shit on? All right. You mad at Rustin? Uh, no, I'm not mad at Rustin. All right, we pushed that away. That's the important thing. Oh. God forbid their storylines. Who's that with them? That looks like a zombie. Well, that's scary. Why is he going to have zombies around kids? Daughter's cute, though. Oh. 
Uh, we got a break here. Back in just a wee bit. Uh, with a, a lot more to uh, talk about after the Jump Run Fest show. Sirius 197, XM202. The virus. The Ron and Fez Show. suck. I, uh, it is the Ron Fez show. Uh, that was Reggie Watts uh, from an unmasked. And by the way, that thing is uh, taken off on all the tech sites around the world, as we're now finding out now, around the uh, world. But um, got another unmasked show uh, that you can get tickets to. Go over to unmasked show. On Twitter, Unmasked Show on Twitter, and put in tickets for Eddie Brill. Eddie Brill, a couple left to go, and that show will be uh, sold out. That's on uh, Wednesday, and uh, this would uh, should be a cool one. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Hicks, what I'd like to see you do is learn how to do the same thing Reggie does on that Apple phone, and start and get some heat on your career. Well, I'm first going to probably have to get an iPhone and then learn how to beatbox and sing. But once uh, I get that stuff done, I think maybe we can start making some fucking videos of me, you know? You know why he was able to do that so well? So. Uh, his parents lived. Oh. So that, he got Again, the, the break. Parents thing really just seems to help you in life. It does. Uh, it actually does uh, pull off for you. Uh, here's uh, Chrissy in New York. Hey, I was just wondering, um, 
one of them says just drink a lot. I know when I go to my parents' house, my husband and I, he'll bring like a bottle of whiskey, I'll bring a bottle of vodka. They're Lutherans. They're Lutherans. There's no drinkings that, that go on at Fez's oh. house. Uh, they don't play that game. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. See uh, Mark Zito. Sirius XM Radio's own Mark Zito has dropped by the studio today. Uh, and Mark and I had had a conversation before about what I call the ducky syndrome. And you know what the ducky syndrome means? There was a little uh, movie called Pretty in Pink. Uh. And what Ducky would do was act like he was friends with a girl, but all he really wanted was more. Now, Hicks, let me ask you this. Do you know these kind of people? <laughs> oh, yeah, complete scumbags. Now, you consider that a scumbag thing? Oh, yeah, a little bit, yeah. I mean, yeah, if you're just looking to fuck them and... Yeah, it's kind of scummy. It comes off a little scummy. It does. Well, it's sad. I don't know whether it's scummy, but you said you will even do this, uh, Mark, with women that you didn't necessarily want to be friends with. And you end up resenting the fact that they want to be friends with you. Well, no, I just think being friends with girls kind of sucks. Mm -hmm. uh, because more times than not, if I'm going to, if I'm going to approach somebody, I'm probably attracted to them in the first place. Right. And so... You know, there's an attraction there, and then when it doesn't work out, I I find myself falling for them, and I don't want to hear about other guys' problems and other crap. And I'm I have girls who I'm friends with, and I'm kind of maxed out on that. I don't need any more. So when right, something but here's the thing: when you act like you're friends with a girl, yes, the reality of it is, is you're interested in that girl and would like to date her more times than not. Okay, so let's just go to a girl that you do the ducky syndrome with. Yeah. And really, if I was remaking the movie, mm -hmm. Pretty in Pink right now, yes. I would probably want you, and then I'd still want Dice to play the Dice part. Okay. Um, and it is a difficult thing to pull off because obviously people should be friends with each other. Mm -hmm. But do you have any women in your family? Do you have any sisters? No, just, just, no just nieces, the moms. Nothing. So, just Nancy. So let's suppose your mom, Nancy. Mm -hmm. If some guy at work acted like he was being friends with Nancy, but he really wanted to have sex with her, like you do, right? I would never happen because Nancy doesn't have sex. Just... I know that you think that, but yeah. let's suppose some guy wanted to have sex with her. Okay. Wouldn't you find that appalling? And I think that's where Hicks comes into this with. Yeah, I mean, that wouldn't be great. I wouldn't want anyone to try and have sex with my mom, especially somebody who wasn't my father. That'd now, be weird. How long before, as you're becoming friends with these women, do you tell them the truth? Hey, I wasn't looking for friendship. What I really want is for the whole thing. Well, the past couple of years, I've tried a new tactic where mm -hmm. I just tell them this is just, I, I have no interest in being friends. And they really hate that. But then sometimes one of them will continue to try and be friends with me. And that's mm -hmm. how you can tell who you should actually hang out with because they really want to make an effort. And so sometimes I'll make a, an exception for them. All right, but let's just suppose your normal way of doing things, mm -hmm. and that's to get close as a friend, yes. play the nice guy, yeah. but you're thinking to yourself, I want to get it in. I'm yeah. ducky. I want to get it in. And i got to be honest with you, Mr. B, I don't know a lot of people that wouldn't do that. All right, but let's let's focus on you. Yeah, that's, you that's, a, that would be the ideal situation, but it rarely works out that way, right? if but, ever. But at what point do you go from, I'm faking friendship, and what I want is to have sex with you. When do you finally tell them? Uh, it could be any time from years in to months wow. in. Okay. 
But so see, you I would dedicate years to it. Now, let me ask this. Mm-hmm. Is it just sex that you're after, or would you want that to be your girl? I'd want that to be my girl. It's never really just sex. All right, so it's more than just sex. Does that make you feel better about it, Hicks? It's still sad. (laughs) Sad, pathetic, or is sad like... Investing years into something that you're you're literally hating up up until the point where they might say yes. Now, let me throw this out to our listening audience. We have people here in all over America and Canada, as well as border of Mexico. There's some people on the other side of the Rio who are able to listen. Oh. Uh, number one, the ducky syndrome. Does it ever work? 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. The ducky syndrome. Is it wrong? Mm-hmm. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Or uh, is the kid on to something? Uh, we will let people give their own things because sometimes um, I have to uh, I have to say this that uh, I don't think that you set yourself up with a win for this proposition. Yeah, no, I think that I think that there's a way to do it where it works out correctly because you know in movies it always does, and I hear about people it works out. Give me a I, movie that worked out correctly because it didn't in Pretty in Pink. It did, Pretty in Pink's like the only movie ever where it didn't work out correctly. Let me let me tell you this. Pretty Not much only that, every other film, but. In that film, they shot one of the ways that way, and the audience was appalled that this fucking kid would be rewarded for his uh, weirdness. Uh, Here's Ken. You're on Running Fez. Uh, Hey, I just want to find out everybody's opinion on, say, you're going with this girl, you guys do your thing, and then something hits the fan, she wants to break up, but she still wants to be friends, and she makes the effort afterwards to keep in touch, even though she knows I'm with the same... Uh, Ilka's, uh, what is it, Mark there? Yeah. Uh, all right, well, let, let me say, all right, so he took it in a different direction. He's saying, can you break up and be no. friends? No. That's called the Seinfeld Elaine. And let's face it, if you go by Seinfeld and Elaine, they had a wonderful friendship. Out of She was his one only cool fucking friend. Oh, yeah. uh, that's television. I look at it as um, the best analogy I could use for you would be video games. When you're playing a video game and you beat a level, you uh-huh. can always go back to that level. So but I feel you know like what? once I, I kiss someone or I'm with them, I can't go back to, to playing I, I the first know, level again. Yeah, I know, but I know a lot. But that's because you see women as something other than a person. You're looking at them as a game to be beat. Mm-hmm. But as you get older, I have friends, they've divorced their wife, uh, moved on to different things. Their best friend now is their ex-wife. I think and that And that's the happen. person they go back to. Um, here is uh, Brian. Brian, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, uh, I just want to tell this guy that time's going to pass regardless, and he's going to grow out of this phase, and you're just going to get tired of embarrassing yourself. I went now, do you think it, of yourself I, as an embarrassment, Ducky? At times, yeah. Yeah, I would like, well, I, more than anything, I'm just like, oh, God damn it, I've fallen into this, this uh, path again. I always say I'm not going to do the same thing I've done, well, and I managed to do it. Number one, it lacks balls, mm-hmm. because you're afraid of being shut down. So you think, I'm going to set up a situation that I can not lose. Like, I'll just be a good guy for her. I'll drop her off different places. I'll act like I'm invested in things that I'm not. 
Well, because people tell you that that's going to work. You're, you're conditioned to believe if I'm a nice guy, things are going to work out for me. Every, As I said, pretty much every what? movie, every television show. But you just said when I brought up Seinfeld, you got furious. Let's not go by Seinfeld. Well, because no, that's a little, that seems to be unrealistic more times than not. Well, that I'd was say... based on a real relationship, though. A relationship that Jerry had with another comic. Um, so, you know, some people do like that. Um, here is... Um, Here's Oscar, Texas, you're on the fence. Hey, Randy. Mm. I, I, don't, I don't feel like that anytime you approach a woman, it, you're always going to approach her as like you first want to be friends. It's that little bit of transition at the first of the relationship where you got to really let them know what, what you're into. Now, that you, you know, this isn't for, for friendship. But, but here's the point. Mark Zito. Yes. Is it possible for men and women to be friends and just friends? It's possible, but it's a lot harder than being a member than being friends with a member of the same sex. So, for you, uh, having guy friends is the easiest thing to do. It's easier, yeah. And for, not only is it easier, doubt. but it's preferable. Yeah, I think there's. I think it's harder to talk with women about certain topics, stuff like that. If you had your preference in life, you would be in a steady relationship, and then just have buddies that you could. Hang out with, and that would be the perfect lifestyle. Yeah, steady relationship with a female, and then a bunch of buddies. Yeah, and and you would dedicate a couple nights a week to the buddies, and uh, a couple nights of the week to the girlfriend. Yeah, and I think the I think that'd be great. And honestly, I think I might even be able to be friends with more females if that were happening, because I'd be secure my own relationship. I wouldn't be pursuing them sexually, and then could chill with them. Right. So what you need is that one steady girl. Have you ever had that in your life? Not really, no. You're a young guy fresh out of college. Mm -hmm. So you've never had a Saturday night I'm expected to take out this girl. No, I haven't. Although uh, I like going on dates and stuff like that. Uh, like mm -hmm. I've done a lot of like dating, but nothing uh, serious. This is, uh, this is turning into a relationship no, program. No, it's very, very interesting to me. We're just getting to know you a little bit. You stop by with this. Um, well, I just feel like walking up to a girl and being like, hey, my name's Mark, I want to fuck you, is bad. I, well, first of all, you're, you're not looking to get laid. You're looking to be in a relationship. Mm -hmm. So if you were just saying, I want to get laid a lot, there would be one way of going around that. But you're saying you really do want a real girlfriend. Yes. Uh, but at the same time, and do, these buddies you already have, right? Yeah. So you feel like I've got my buddies for life. life. Mm -hmm. uh, John, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, I had a situation like that with a girl. It was always on again, off again. She had a boyfriend, I had a girlfriend, but we always kept each other close because we thought there could be a relationship. Well, last summer, she ends up getting married, and at her wedding, tells me flat out on the dance floor, it should have been me there with her. That's the point that I realized she was just nuts. So I think women do it, too, just not as actively as guys. Uh, that girl should have definitely kept that to her fucking self. Um, they always do stuff like that. But just remember, it's guys like you or the dishonest guys that also go around breaking up other relationships. Because because you're not getting any, you're still playing this puppy dog role, and a regular boyfriend is like, what? Why oh, would yeah, I want to go I, to the mall with you when Zito can do When it? the situation's reversed, yeah. I hate me. Yeah, you, you would be the worst. Oh, you I, would would be, I would be a boyfriend's worst nightmare. And you don't trust... Other guys. No way. Yeah. I assume that every guy, when he's hanging out with a girl, wants to have sex with her. Because I think, at, at least at my age, mm -hmm. I think that's probably 90% of the time it's true. Uh, Dave, you're on the Every girl you, you meet, initially, what do you want to do? You, you want to stick your dick at her. Come on. You're, you, you're killing me. 
Uh, here's Joe in Portland. You're on Manifest. Hey, Anthony. How's it going? Yeah. Um, you know, I see guys uh, a lot about pickup and approach women that they meet for the first time, and, and Dave is going about it all wrong. You can't come in with false pretenses, become friends with somebody, and then turn it romantic uh, at another date. It's really, really difficult to do, and it's, it's somewhat disingenuous. It displays lower value. It you know, subcommunicates a lot of things to the girl initially, especially when you try to make that transition. And um, it's not really going to work out for him if he continues this pattern. Obviously, it hasn't really worked out for him very well. A whole lot of masturbating. I, no, when, you, when you hit what, Fed, you want to get back in? Yeah, I just wanted to say it seems really mean to the girl because... Not only does she go through a breakup from a relationship she never knew she had, she also loses a friend, too. It's like she's going through that twice. Fez, bring in some truth bombs truth in. Truth bomb. And slow and steady. Giving advice, not taking advice, um, looking like an elder, well, as me, they would say. Let me ask you this, then. What yeah. about when you tell the girl you like her, and then she's like, I don't feel that way, but she, and, and you're like, well, I don't know if we should be friends anymore. And she says, no, we have to stay friends, and then forces me into that friendship. Isn't that just as because bad on she some level? Feels, no, she feels like she has a friend. She believed the... See, here's the difference. You're playing an act. You're not the person that you are with them. So you're going to be a... Oh, you like art? I'd love to go to the gallery with you. When you really don't. Is that and what see, every guy does? Yeah, but that's why... But guys, fuck up. Why do you want to join... A fucking system that doesn't work. So I always think it's a big fucking problem. When, and unless you're honest and go, you know what? I don't like galleries, but I like spending time with you. I'm going to give this a try. But if you start acting like, oh, my God, I'd love to go to the Met. Why don't you tell me? Then when, you, when the relationship gets going, you're going to have trouble with it. So, A, if you're just talking about having sex... Mm-hmm. Then it's a carny move, and you can do whatever you want. But if you're acting like, I want to be in a real relationship, none of these things work out because you're not being fucking honest for a second. Now, Fez, I'm going to drag you back into this. Uh, would you see what Zito is as being honest? No, I don't think it's being honest. What is the honest thing about Zito? The honest thing, he's not honest until he tells the girl exactly what he was after. That's the only place the honesty comes in. Well, you're not being honest, too, because you told me something completely different about Zito before. Oh, um, oh no. And that's the thing. So I'm not going to drag it in. Okay. I'm not going to drag it in because he's not, I'm not going to do it. Because he's not showing up for it. I'm not going to pull it out there. You can do it. But he's, no, he sees himself as an elder today, perhaps uh, another day. Uh, here's Jim in Chicago. You're on Run of Fez. Hey, Ron. Uh, Zito, I think you got a problem with so many women want to be friends with you. They all want a gay friend. Yeah, there could be, uh, there's an argument for that. The only problem being that I'm not gay. Um, not. Here, I'm not. Here's Alex in New Mexico. You're on Run of Fez. Yeah, Ronnie B. I, I think he's going about it all wrong. Has, has Mark ever tried guys? Yeah. It's not that complicated. All right, see, here's the point. So right away... Hmm. Regular guys yeah. are going to think the conniving guys like you who want to be friends with girls, it takes them back to a third grade place. Mm-hmm. So what I don't understand, because uh, especially did that guy just say, I should, have I tried guys? Is that what he said? Yeah. Now, so because I want to date women so bad, I would lie to be with them. I must want to fuck a guy. No, not only that, but you're very comfortable with your guy friends. Yeah. You're saying you are more comfortable with guy friends. Yeah, I am. And I You would... know who else is? A gay men. Thank you. Uh, Thanks for yes. answering well, that. Well, obviously, that's, that's what's happening here. But let's assume for a moment that it's not. 
Okay. Let's assume, let's crazy notion, I understand, based on what I've put forth so far. But I feel like most guys would say that they're closer with their guy friends and can have an easier, it's easier to co- have a conversation than with their girls who are friends. You can sit back, watch the game, all that shit. I think that that's normal, and I don't think that's gay at all. Um, no, you're wrong. That's why guys partner up with women and not other guys. And I think that if you would see guys that have been, been married for years, they don't have guys night out normally. They're just with their wife and their family. That's true. Um, so, no. Um, but I'm not... I'm of gay. <laughs> I'm just saying you are completely misguided when it comes to dealing with women. And then the weird thing is, what you go is, wait, most guys agree. You're meeting other loser guys and saying... So it's almost like... If you're hanging out with guys who didn't make the baseball team, yeah. going, it's impossible. Look, <laughs> this guy didn't make it. This it can't be done. That's what Instead everyone of, does. You but just that's to... but that that. Do you want to be in the herd? Do you want to be in the loser herd? Because you could go to Hollywood, yeah. and fucking meet a million fucking people who would tell you it's impossible to make it in Hollywood. But wouldn't you rather hang out with fucking Bruce Willis and fucking people who've made it in Hollywood who can explain to you why? Well, that would be more fun. If, if you want excuses with other guys, and then every once in a while you and those guys get drunk and go, Seriously, I love you, man. Not in a faggot way, but I love you like a... Yeah. All right, then you can have that. But you shouldn't bitch about it. Um, here is uh, John in New York. You're on Manifest. Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah. Uh, I got to back the kid up. I'm telling you, like, if, if you can actually make the transition, like, if you can pull the ducky move and get laid, I mean, that's where you start. If he's getting laid pulling the ducky move, then what is to make it... Has it ever worked out for you, Zito? The ducky move hasn't worked. Every, right. I've, I've succeeded using other stuff, never the ducky move. All right. How long has the ducky move... How much time do you think you've put into ducky moves? It's literally an embarrassment. Go uh, ahead. I've probably been pulling ducky moves since like fourth grade. Oh, so yeah. even uh, the look the, you just gave me was such just a no, you got to be shitting me. Look. No, I I'm <laughs> I could see you and there, everything about you is kind of fake to begin with anyway. Oh. So I get that because you gave me the uh, hey, Mister B, we should hang one night doing that funny thing that you probably do with the other bosses around here you become that guy and it's just so plastic and fake and i I wanted to say to you don't be that don't come to me with your fucking bullshit things here when we had something that kind of worked out let's move above this and be like real people but i'm not going to do that with you yet but uh the weird thing is you know you're doing it's it's almost exactly what we described to fez if you're doing something that doesn't work why don't you try something completely different what's to stop you from being honest with with a nice girl because that you tell me what you really want is a nice girl um here's uh lou you're on fez hey guys uh the ducky the ducky move worked like fantastic for me when I was a kid. I'd be, like, in there with, like, two friends and shit, and, like, when their boyfriends would fuck up, usually they'd be, like, drunk, and I'd slide right in there. And not only, like, would I have them, I'd have other girls saying, like, why is he always with these girls? What is he doing? Like, why do they always want to be with them? <laughs> so that, that shit paid off, like, for years and years and years on end. You just can't look, like, even though it's a scumbag move, you just can't, like, no, are you, are you still a creep like this? 
Oh, absolutely. I just gave my girl a diamond ring, and I'm, and, and I'm still a scumbag. But I love her, and I didn't really, I've never done anything behind her back. It's just, I like the possibility. It's all so, about the possibility. even though you're engaged, you're still working your ducky moves on the side. Oh, hell yeah. I'm doing oh, that's it. not good. Why not? Because, you know, once you find the, the, the whole point of living in this uh, fake romantic comedy idea is to uh, to find the girl and then stick with her, and then you're good. You don't I, find the girl and then try and fuck a bunch of other girls. All right, so give us this model that you have. Where do you know a guy <laughs> who... Because here's the deal. Yeah. Once you do a certain behavior, what makes you think that behavior is going to stop once you've been feeding it? You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. You, it, it's almost like I'm going to go out and get in so many fist fights, and then that'll mean that everyone will res respect me and I have to stop. Once you're in fist fight, you're more or less um, um, in that position. So what makes you think, once you get good at this, you're going to want to stop? I don't know, because I'm delusional. I just think that, because well, one, I'm not good at it. So I really think that if it works out, it's going to work out in spite of me, and that, that'll just be the one time that, you know, lightning in a bottle. Uh, let's try Paul in Florida. You're on the oh, boy. Hey, Ronnie, this, uh, this sounds like the perfect uh, classic example of a nice guy's finish last, yep. where he's it, Mr. Nice Guy all the time. And no, 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 no. He's playing the part of a nice well, guy. The right. fact that he's lying just means that he's, and I'm not saying you're a scumbag, but you're acting creepy. Yeah, well, see, I would say that uh, what this conversation already has helped me to realize is I think lots of times... It's it's it could change on the day like when I'm being I'm being genuine about stuff but that was not my initial intention like I don't even know sometimes what I'm doing anymore. All right, so you're you're trapped in your own lies. That's what happens when when you don't know what you're doing. It means you're not living by any yeah, kind but then of fucking I, if code. I, if, if you try and break it down to its core, I feel like a fucking scumbag because like half these people I know, it's like, well, I would just have sex with you, but I don't really like hanging out with you. Then there are some girls that I actually enjoy spending time with, but I would still want to uh, have a relationship with. So you're, you've got quite a few girls that you're ducking. You're, yeah. not ju you're not just ducking one girl. No, I, I tried that. That didn't work. Um, and you've met parents and stuff like that? Yeah, but never like under the guise of like dating them. No, but, but even the parents. Oh, like, moms love me. They yeah, love me. Well, no, they don't. They love the persona that you put on. They love the Mark character. Yeah, the real you is a creep. The real you is a liar and a creep. I think that word is too strong. Uh, it's really not at all because what what they like is a lie. And now the reason that they feel comfortable is that they don't know that you're a liar. If they knew you yeah. were. They wouldn't love you. So don't say, those women love me. Those women are fooled by you. Well, Congratulations. I just, I, uh, thank you. I just I don't understand this notion that all guys are going out and being completely honest and I'm saying not, whatever. I'm not, I don't know what your fucking intention to compare yourself to other losers does for you. I don't think it's losers. I think it's everyone. And I think that makes I'm me, telling that you make that, me a creep. That makes I'm me telling normal. you, it's not even fucking Hicks. It's not. Fucking Hicks is a straight shooter. And Hicks can be fucking trusted. And if I said to fucking Hicks, right, and I, I'll just do this the way that I look at you. If I had something, I'm like, all right, this is a fucking shady p a piece of information. I need to share it with someone. Uh, here you are, Mr. Clean Cut. Here's Hicks looking like fucking yesterday's unmade bed. Yeah. Come on. I would trust Hicks because he lives by a code. You cannot be trusted because... You're you're only in it for yourself. And this story, mm. what you think, 
uh, only reflects, even if the guys that will agree with you will also be thinking to themselves, I would never let this fucking guy with my sister. I would never want this guy, mm -hmm. you know, near my fucking girlfriend. And that means you're not fucking loved at all, my friend. Um, here's Thomas, your manifest. Yeah, I got the same thing going on, you know, but it started in middle school. As an adult, I don't do this. I think it's scummy, but yeah, I had a couple girls in middle school that I loved all the way through high school. Never made anything happen, but that's just because I didn't really know how to talk to girls. Right. You know, fast forward to today, I, you know, got married, got divorced. I hit the Facebook up. I had a list. Success. Found, found both of these girls. Uh, one of them's married, fat, short hair, kids, you know, just the whole nine yards. The other one was single. And uh, everybody told me, dude, stay away. She's psycho. But, you know, I had to find out for myself. But, you know, as an adult, you don't do this. I, I think if it starts in, you know, adolescence or middle school. Well, I mean, here, here's the thing that gets to me about Zito is he is, and it's the same thing of Fez, you're telling us it doesn't work. And you're telling us it, you invested years in it, into it. Yeah, well, not with all of the same person. I thought maybe it just didn't work. On no, that I understand. <laughs> but at what point do you say, and, you know, the only thing that prob probably keeps you from being creepy is that you're so bad at it. That if you, <laughs> you, if you could finally fucking, you know, if your thing would pay off, you would probably be creepy. But the fact is, and it may be two reasons. Number one, they see right through it. Or two, they're like... I see, you know, I'm going to use this fucking kid. Maybe you're hanging around with girls I, that are kind of creepy. I don't think it's like that. I really don't. Uh, I'm trusting in the idea that it's not. And I think it's, it's, um, we, it's not creepy to me. And I, I look at it more of as like a, uh, I think it comes from this. Everything I've done to this point in my life, I've been very successful with lots of things I've tried to accomplish, like what school I wanted to go to, stuff like that. So it, it's annoying to me when something like this won't work out. And I think that's why I stay on the same path, because I assume that eventually this will work out the way I intended to. Just even made making that statement I know. makes people want to punch your fucking door. I just read about seriously. fucking college applications. No, I'm, I'm, that was an I mean, example. It's a it was an but example. Seriously, though. Just when you say all guys... Awful. I'm like, oh, guys, you're not like any fucking regular guy. You're not like any fucking street what? guy. You're like, in the movie that you're talking about, you would be the creepy guy that oh. she shouldn't marry. No. You come off like, in The Wedding Singer, no. the fucking creepy guy. No, no, no. I here, think... well, hold on. Let me take some more calls right. here. Mike, you're in Ron Fez. Ronnie, the ducky move is one step below a date rape. It's like slipping a girl a roofie. You can't pull pussy with your own skill, so you got to trick them. And then, you know... And it's the slow con that fucking weirds people out. And you even laughing about, they love the Mark character. <laughs> I'm not going to go into it like, uh, if I, um... You guys, you guys did my radio show, right? If a, if a mother asked me, what do you talk about on the radio? I'm not going to be like, well, you know, sucks and fucks and stuff like that. I'm not going to... What? Why? What are you so ashamed of, well, the you real just, you? You make it cleaner, so I'm saying, oh, but what are you talk. ashamed of? I don't, I fucking, I talk the same way off the air as I talk here, and you know this about me. That's true. Whether my fucking chickers here, when I'm talking to my parents, my kids, I'm fucking going to develop, they know who I am. Now, am I without flaws? Fuck no. But I don't have to go looking over my back all the time, worrying about getting busted. Because you only hide out, you're only hiding what you're fucking ashamed of. And the real you, you fucking are ashamed of. And you don't think it's presentable to women. I disagree. I disagree 100%.
You told us that you feel like you've scumbagged. I'll go back and pull things. And you said you 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 cannot explain to people's parents what you talk about no, in the I, air because you're embarrassed about no, the I things. clean it up. I think that's different by saying, you know, it's guy talk. I'm not going to be like, well, we talk about, you know, trying to bang people like your daughter. That doesn't sound good. No one succeeds by talking to their girlfriend's parents First of like all, that. you don't succeed at it. You just explained to us that this has never worked out for you. No, no, no. I mean, you. I'm talking about in terms of getting mothers to like me or something like Why that. Why do you want to get a mother to like you? I'm just using that as it would... What it's is useful. this fucking thing? It's good. Why would you why would you want them to hate you? Is a better question. Because if you're saying if they know the real you, yeah. that's hateable. So you have to put on an act that's likable. They don't like you. They like the person that you're acting like. Mm-hmm. That's what any fucking con man would do. Uh 866 run zero fez 866 run zero fez. Um Let's go over here to Joe, Arizona. You're on my affairs. Hey, buddies. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to add, uh, once you get to know girls, I mean, there's a lot of them out there that, that want friends with benefits, man. You know? Um, that never works out. Why does it uh, work out? Have you had it before? Uh, one time. Didn't go well. What was your friends with benefits story? Go ahead and give it this. It was just, you know, it was a girl with friends with them. We're like, oh, we could have sex every so often. That won't be weird. It's totally fucking weird. It's it's it didn't work out for me. I maybe it can work out for some people, but I feel like in most cases, in terms of people I've known that have tried it, it has not been successful long term. Because what do you you need more? Yeah, I think I do. So you can't just have a a person that you could just have sex. Anytime you have sex, it has to be a relationship. That's not true. Or you have to hide from them. No, it's just I I just I find it to be if you get into the point where you're doing it on the regular with the same person, that's uh. It's eventually going to be like a quasi-relationship without any of the rules, and jealousy plays into it on both sides. Uh, here's Dave in California. You're on a fuzz. Roddy B., uh, I figured him out. He's, he's, he's got a mommy complex. You're obsessed with your mother, and you, you want to make every, every woman your little coddled, little uh, breast... Would you say you're a mama's boy? You're fond of mom. Mama's boy. I don't know about this whole being obsessed with mothers and stuff like well, that. You, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, but here's here's the deal. Here's what he's uh, saying here. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why that's coming up is that you're presenting this thing to be a good boy yeah. all the time, even though you want to go out and do the things yourself. So that might be a mommy complex. Yeah. Maybe. You like being, just like you're going, I've been so successful, look at my grades. Who gives a fuck about your grades or what school you went to? You're working in fucking radio like a scumbag. Yeah, I'm working in New York City, working in market number one, having a good time. Jesus These are things Christ. I enjoy. Jesus Christ. What? I don't get I, it. I, I wish you came into the building like that. You wouldn't be like, look at me, market number one. By a thread, you're in market number one. Yeah. Um, but I'm here. Here is Dave in Tennessee. Dave, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, how's it going, guys? Listen, I, I don't have a problem with this guy. I'm going to tell you, for every nice guy that finishes last, for every nice guy, there's, there's some motherfucker out there who's got like better, better skills who will come in and fuck your girl right in front of you while you're sitting there being a nice guy. Bill, there's a guy that will come in and, and take the ring off their fucking hand and and donkey punch him right in front of your fucking face. So women play the same fucking games. I don't have a problem with this guy. At least he's coming off as a nice guy. He's not being some kind of, you know, fucking tough guy or something. Uh, I don't know. When I heard that I'm in market number one, baby, I made yeah. it. 
uh, first of all, you're not market number one. You're in fucking satellite radio. New York City. I live there, though. I live there. It doesn't make sense. While you're bragging, seven million fucking people share the same fucking mailboxes. So um, <laughs> let's move over here to Eddie. Eddie, you're in run of Ronnie, this guy infuriates me. Do me a favor. Hit him upside the head with a sock full of hot nickels. Don't do that. Fucking asshole. What? What I love for all of his fucking games of people that he wants to play up to, you'd think he would think of that with me. Because you could not be fucking presenting yourself worse than you are to me right now. So for all the, hey, I work the angles. Yeah. It ain't fucking working, dude. I'm not trying to um, work an angle on you. Um, but for Obviously. you saying you want to work angles, hmm. it's the fucking worst angle okay. to work. Uh, Paul, well, the second worst. The second worst. Here's Paul, you're on Run of Fizz. Hey, Ronnie, this, uh, this conversation is very reminiscent of Scotty Tuhati when he was giving his point of view about... Uh, it's the same one, point. only Scotty got laid. That's the <laughs> only real difference. And that's only because he was part black, and that's a nice, stylish thing to be. Um, Scotty never wanted a relationship. What's that, Fez? Scotty Tuhati, the intern, never wanted a relationship. Truth bomb, brother. Way to bring it back on us the way it actually went down. Um, let's go over here to... Um, here's Joe. Joe, you're on a Fez. Hello? Yeah. Yeah, I dated my best friend, and it was the biggest mistake of my life. And now she hangs out with all my friends after I broke up with her, and I have to see her face. <laughs> and I think that fucking sucks. Uh... All right, going to take a break here. Back in a, a few more. Hicks, something's been driving you batshit crazy, right? Yeah, some of the college system I've learned about is fucking really pissed me the fuck off. Who is? Something in the college system. I, 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 oh, I didn't know that you still, uh, you're looking back for your master's degree? Uh, maybe one day, sure, in the future. But no, uh, University of South Carolina is offering a very peculiar class that uh, I'm not right. very happy with. We'll be right back. It's the Run Fest Show. Sirius 197 XM 202. The virus. The Ron and Fez show. It's like when you see someone look at a, a, a little handicapped and go, oh, look at him. He's not able-bodied. I am. I'm prejudiced. Yeah? Well, at least the little handicapped fella is able-minded. Unless he's not. It's difficult to tell with the wheelchair ones. Ron Zero Fez, eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Um, coming up a little bit, we'll make the announcement on our next unmasked. But as of right now, Eddie Brill on Wednesday. Eddie Brill on Wednesday. But if you can go over to, to Unmasked Show on Twitter, uh, they'll be putting up the following Friday unmasked uh, for for. Uh, and that one's going to be a cool one also. Um, 
Sarah, California, Yarmouth Affairs. Hey, I just wanted to say a little bit from the female perspective. Uh, basically, when a girl meets a guy, it's either in or out. It, it, for, there is no friendship. So a girl would know she wants a guy and it doesn't grow on her. Exactly. If, it, if something does happen, it was because she was drunk and her boyfriend broke up with her. But other than that, it's not happening. Right. So if that girl isn't immediately attracted to you, right, it's never going to happen. That's what your gut feeling is. That's what I know for sure. Yeah. I, I just don't understand why they, why guys think, well, men like, women are going to be attracted to me because I'm acting like a woman. And obviously the kid isn't acting like himself, but he's acting like another girl to be with them. Hicks, when you hear the kind of shit Zito says, it drive you nuts. It's fucking mind-boggling, the kind of crazy... Whatever, I think game... I throw up air quotes there. Oh, I didn't know you did air quotes. Yeah, that's what I'm doing today. Air quotes. I didn't know that you do air quotes. Air quotes. And I'm one of the few They're, people who puts my air quotes in air quotes. <laughs> Double down there. That's fucking yeah, crazy. It is. It's pretty fucking crazy. It's like shining a mirror back at itself. <laughs> of irony? Yeah, I guess it is. Everything's ironic. It's, you know, the teens, baby. We're rolling into the teen years. Right now, we're preteens. Okay? <laughs> this is the preteens. You better get fucking used to it. That's the way it rolls. I can't wait. Uh, Houston, Indianapolis. Tonight, who do you want to win? Uh, Indianapolis. I'm going to throw it up. Fucking Pierre Garçon get three or four touchdowns. Pierre Fucking... Garçon can drive you crazy, my friend. I know. I understand. But whatever. I picked him up. And my team's shit anyway. So might as well just fucking let shit. it go. You had a big win yesterday. I know. I know. But everyone you, was playing. The, yeah, the Kansas you knocked off Detroit. mama. That's right. That's right, Kathleen. You like that shit? All right. Seriously, I don't like your trash talking. I know right? she still has Reggie Wayne out. But that motherfucker ain't scoring 75 points. Whatever. Still, why why trash talk? It feels good. I beat a five two team. All right, I feel good about myself after two weeks of losing like an asshole. Um, I guess so. I guess you feel better, but it doesn't have to do this. Well, <laughs> somebody just sent me a thing. My girlfriend in costume. Always a good idea. Hot. No, it wasn't. Oh. Why would someone send me like a real scary costume? Normally, you're saying my girlfriend in costume. You expect to see something. Slutty. Oh, this is rape victim guy. Mm. Oh, no. Stop it with your stupid rape victim joke. Come on, man. Rape's never funny. Uh, <laughs> that's what I was told. Scott, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, I want to say that chick's wrong, because isn't that how Casey and Eastside Dave met? And she hated him at first. No, uh, she never hated him. Yeah, she didn't like him. She said before that she annoyed him. Or that he annoyed her or whatever, and then after he grew on her, you know? No. Everybody likes Dave as soon as they meet them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. No, they do. And I'm also going to say this. Happy birthday, Davey McDonald. Today is Eastside Dave. And I like to talk to him by phone. I know he lives far away later uh, this week because um, he tells me Megamind and I only know oh, this from Jesus, the night we were no. drinking, is going to be... Who is that of? Who is this pe people? Is that friends of ours? No, these are just... I just tried to be slutty Halloween costume. Oh, okay. Image. Uh, but he tells me Megamind is going to be the biggest cartoon in the history of cartoons. I, and I, I said to him, I go, wait a minute, dude. Didn't Toy Story 3 just come... He goes, this is going to be bigger than Toy Story 3. Really? And when he's drinking, he repeats things. <laughs> he repeated 
he saw the trailer. It's got something for the kids, something for the older people. There's comedy. There's. Uh, I don't know why he loves it, uh, but look at this. Will Ferrell's in it, Tina Fey, Jonah Hill, David Cross, Brad Pitt. Who's the one who plays the fish? I think that's Jonah Hill. Mm. Well, everybody loves all those people. He is right about that. I just find it hard to believe it's going to be bigger than Toy Story 3. I just don't know if that could happen. No, it's not. Dave's not on, not on the planet Earth. He's drunk on liquor. Well, yeah, he does drink on liquor, and he does enjoy it. Uh, again, uh, I'm not going to put him down for that. Uh, Fez, you were telling me something about New York City and cat calls. Yeah, the New York City Council wants to take up the issue of women being catcalled and shouted at on the street to see if there's anything they could possibly do about this. Right. Well, then, yeah, you can talk to the Puerto Ricans. They're the ones who yell out mama at people. Yeah, they do that all the time. I guess like you're a cat. Yeah, it's a situation of they're trying to, um, I think they uh, what they want to call harassment-free zones, which I don't, I don't know if that would work, because to have harassment-free zones mean you would have to have harassment-okay zones. You would think everything would have to be a harassment-free zone. So you're taking their logic down on this one. Yeah, Good. I don't, I don't Good, see Fuzzy, how... Good, I like it. I don't see it's uh, well it's it's one of those for show things like the um you're going to get fined $150 or whatever for unnecessary honking. Oh yeah. Has a No, honker? I'm fucking seriously, I would love for him to do that. I cannot stand the honking anymore. Bust those fuckers. I didn't even know we had it on the on the boards. I'd much rather go after honkers than Puerto Ricans making those little noises. What are the noises again? <laughs> Whatever well, I heard it works sometimes. I don't know. I don't know if it does either. <laughs> I don't see how it could. I don't know. I think Bronx Johnny told me that. I don't know. Well, you see Bronx Johnny, he's doing well because his shirt matches his hat. Yeah, it looks and good, doesn't match, it? Same exact color. <laughs> it's like a see jumpsuit. boss? I got red hat, red shoes. See? Matching. I go, all right. Looking good, Johnny. Yeah, you're looking nice, Johnny. Now, in the meantime, why don't you roll a thicker fucking joint there? Like we're actually smoking pot. <laughs> so, it's, I've tried to find this online. How many of those honking fines have actually been written? I couldn't find information on it. But it's the same thing. It's a great rule, yes, but there's no way you're going to enforce it. You've never seen a honker get pulled over and been given a fine or a ticket. $350 for don't honk sign. Look at that. On Mott Street in New York City. Just tell me what street compares to Mott Street in July. Now, I don't think any woman actually appreciates a cat call. I don't know if they find that um, complimentary. No, they don't. A guy probably. If the roles were reversed and women were working construction sites? Well, no, you got to put it this way. Because figure if a guy went through the, the same thing... <laughs> This would be other guys saying it to him. Oh, okay. So what if fucking... Nice you're cock. Walk, yeah, you're walking down fucking Christopher Street. Guys are hanging out. Hey, daddy. I'll put it in your ass. What? That's how you would compare it. Oh, okay. I thought it would be the women getting the revenge on the men. No. 
Nobody would give no because men like that. Uh-huh. You have to if you want to show the revenge. The revenge would be just like guys who act like, oh, I wish women, I wish I could get raped. Really, I'll take you to jail. <laughs> so we need more gay Puerto Ricans. That's what's being cited. Yeah, that's what it's all about. All right, Tom, you're my fez. My favorite cat call is my girlfriend was walking down the street in Brooklyn. A guy was rocking a bucket of KFC, and he says to her, "Hey, baby, you're beautiful, and I got chicken." <laughs> That might work I, on me. I don't see how that's a repeatable story, sir. I mean, I, I get it that it's probably truthful and it happened, but um, no, I can't see it. Um, but, you know, you look into some of this stuff as I just don't think guys can relate to it. Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, it's a, well, I just don't think it's an enforceable offense. There's no way, I mean, you take a guy into court, he's just going to be say, saying, no, I was asking for a hammer, not I want to hammer you. Yeah, well, you know, you're the one who's saying that you don't like bullying, and we got to do something about the bullying, right? Mm-hmm. This is the same rule. This is being perceived as bullying. Not even a logical man is yourself have put up. Women don't necessarily like to hear it. Not only that, has it ever fucking worked? <laughs> has any big ass bitch walked past a construction site? Really? You guys want to You like fuck? my ass? You like my titties? Fuck yeah! Come around this corner, I'll get on all fours. Finally! It doesn't work. It's as bad as the Zito rules. Uh, also, I found a website, stopthehonking.com. Maybe you want to sign the petition, Ron. Fuck, I want to sign a pe- petition, uh, yeah. Uh, Ron Bennington. Yeah, put it up there. Ronfezadeaol.com. <laughs> um, here's uh, Jeff in Ohio. You're on Fez. Hey, Ronnie B., I hope this is a repeatable story. Uh, ex-girlfriend, her and I went to a Hootie and the Blowfish concert. After the concert, um, we were out. Uh, doing this and doing that, trying to see the band. We get to see Darius Rucker. My ex-girlfriend had a nice set of cans on her. She's wearing a halter top, and when she saw him face-to-face, she went to, like, kind of pull, pull him up, and he goes, Hey, baby, don't don't pull him up. Let him hang. And I'm just, like, look straight at him and said, Really? Seriously? Darius Rucker, I think, is as gay as Mark Zito. Whoa. There, I said what Fez was refusing to. Why? And went, well, Fez didn't want to, and I brought it up, and he goes, I told you that in confidence, and I don't want the listeners to turn that into an insult. That if you call someone gay, it's an insult. Oh. But I go, it is. It's the worst. The G word is right up there with the N word, in my opinion. Fez, did you have another news piece you wanted to read off to us? Well, it's, uh, the Randy Quaid story is mm-hmm. getting more bizarre. He's still in Canada with his wife. I guess he's going to get asylum there. He's, I, I don't think they're shipping him back. Nice. But he said that, you know, he's being targeted by a Hollywood hit squad. And these are the same people that have already killed eight dozen, eight different actors already. They've whacked him. The names he brought up were Chris Penn and Heath Ledger. And that he's being targeted as well. And that this, it's a, it's a team of lawyers that are actually murdering Hollywood stars. Sounds like a movie. And that a bad one. <laughs> it's fucking Starring lawyer. fucking Randy Quaid. <laughs> lawyer hits that squad. Is, uh, Ma- Randy Quaid's mentally ill and so is his wife. Mm-hmm. And they're mentally ill together. 
and they need fucking help. And it's sad because the guy, we've all, everyone has at least one favorite fucking Randy Quaid movie. I think The Last Detail is an amazing movie. Independence Day. Thank you. That's one for you. <laughs> but obviously this guy and his no, wife are mentally awesome. ill. They need help. Yeah, he was also saying that um, the stars that get into trouble, like Lindsay Lohan and Mel Gibson and Britney Spears, they're being targeted as well. Maybe they can be in the movie, too, Britney Spears and Lindsay Lohan. I guess Charlie Sheen, too. It's turning into a crazy love boat. I don't have this kind of fucking money that you think I got to throw around producing this film. Well, you know, maybe they could, you know, do it at you know, scale. Why? Because it's fucking independent and good? Yeah. No. Yeah, exactly. This is going to be trashy. Show them the script. Let's see what they say. The um, the porn star that was with uh, Charlie Sheen, she's wanting to get paid now. He's running through the news. Oh, yeah, Free Anderson. Well, she's suing him, right? Yeah, she's going to sue him because uh, she's saying that she was basically kidnapped and was afraid for her life. She was bullied. There's a picture of her asshole. <laughs> Spread it for us. Yeah. Take a look at my asshole, lads. Come on, everybody. That, that old... might have to be the smallest tannery in history. Yeah, she's tiny. Fucking Gaza uh, strip. <laughs> they had her old Irish fucking father in the paper in the post two days ago. He didn't know anything about it. Yeah, he was like, I don't know. She paid for some of my stuff, I guess. No, she was a whore. Fucking confused old Mick. Um, uh, the Prop 19 supporters, they were at the, uh, uh, the World Series games in San Francisco. They put Tim, Lin Tim Lincecum on their uh, posters as basically, if you like Tim, you got to like Prop 19. I can't imagine. They're marketing, huh? They're using advertising? Yeah. So got a celebrity uh, out there as their face? This is all new to me. Where's Woody Harrelson? Where's, uh, you know what? Colgate should start doing this with their toothpaste. Uh, <laughs> Go get a spokesman. People that everyone knows and trusts. And they'll tell, people, tell you to buy their product? Yeah. All right. See if you can catch this ball. Uh, by the way, is Texas go out in five or six? It's up to you. Uh, this ain't going seven. <laughs> Texas goes out in five. They're fucking done. They're done and done. Done and. Where's done. the next game? Is the next game back in lights or? It's uh, it's in Texas. And stay in Texas and then two more back. Yeah, they're gonna Please win. Please stop no. talking like this. This is making me nervous. Quiet loser. What should make you nervous is losing three one. We're coming back, but if you guys are talking shit about that, we're gonna lose in five games. That's not helping. It's not hurting either. They're, <laughs> I think they're it is not hurting. fucking sitting down there listening. They're witnesses. Everything with this girl is look. Here's my ass again. No, but she's fingering her pussy. It's oh, covering okay. the asshole. I thought she had an extra finger in there. So I just won, though. It's nice. The um, NFL Network, <laughs> they're starting to, um, uh, not this week, but next week, they start their Thursday night games that most people in the country don't get to see because mm -hmm. it's on the NFL Network. They got Falcons-Ravens, which could be a potential Super Bowl matchup. That's sad if it is. Oh, <laughs> the Albert Super Bowl. But they if most people don't get to see the games, they really should have to take the crappier games. They should have to have like a Buffalo game or a Carolina game, something like that, where it's not such a bad thing if you're uh, you don't feel as bad if you're missing it. Well, let's go to your logic, Fez. They're the NFL 
league, right? Uh-huh. They're selling the NFL Network. Why would they want to put on the games that people who didn't get the NFL Network would then not want to get it? Wouldn't you, if you were the NFL and pushing the NFL Network, feeling like, oh, hey, if you like the NFL, you'll like the NFL Network? Yeah, but if it's not offered somewhere, it really doesn't seem fair. How do you get it offered? I guess you have to call your local cable operator. That's and, what they want you to do. And demand it. That's what they want you to do. So following that along, uh, we're all playing right into their hands if they have the better games. But you get to see how many fucking games a year now. This whole thing of I need to see this game is ridiculous. Fuck, I'll just watch Red Zone. Yeah. I get most of them anyway. Oh, they're all on. Yeah. And you can get that fucking free on your phone now. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. I was watching it on the phone the other night. Um, it's, um, it's insane. Um, let's go over here to uh, James. James, you're on Ronnie Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, Fez. How you doing? Yeah. At the age of 84, the Pontiac Car Company died today. What? That's the end of what? Pontiac Tire Company? Pontiac Car Company. General Motors. Yesterday was the last day for a Pontiac. What was that bit? Poor old... Acts like it's a Cadillac. I forget what it was. No more Pontiac. I thought he said Pontiac Tire Company. I was going to go... I didn't even know they had one. (laughs) Um, I guess it took a while. They just quit making the uh, Sony Walkman now. That plays cassette players. The last order of those have shipped. Yeah? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, that took a a long while to die out. The Walkman? Uh Uh-huh. What do they play? Tapes or discs? Uh, this man played the discs. Yeah, yeah. This was the cassette, ta- the mo- uh, portable cassette tape player. Mm. Okay, power still fucking rocks one. And now it wasn't enough to save it, I guess. Not enough with Kenny Powers. And uh, with, uh, we were talking about uh, my Buccaneers earlier. Wait a minute, where's my Buccaneers coming from? You abandoned them for the Jets. <laughs> and uh, Sports Illustrated, who uh, at the beginning of the season, before it started, predicted them last place in the uh, NFC South, they've now changed their prediction and are predicting them second place in the NFC South. That's not fair either. You can't change your prediction. You have to sit there and live with that. Well, can't you upgrade predictions? I guess, but what are you going to do? I keep upgrading up to the Super Bowl? Well, let's let's suppose you were buying Wall Street stock. They, you know, change it up. But what would you do after they're knocked out? No, I still think the Vikings are going to win the Super Bowl. But they're done. I don't care. Something could happen. I do agree with you, Fez, that they have to say, all right, these are new predictions. Uh-huh. They can't take credit for it. No. But we all... As, you know, teams lose, start to change our bets. <laughs> we all turn it around. Uh, earlier this year, I thought it was going to be Pittsburgh's year. After watching them last night, now I don't know. I predicted Colts-Cowboys in the Super Bowl. <laughs> wow. 
You could possibly get the cold still. We'll have to watch tonight to be sure. Oh, also Pontiac meant poor old nut thinks it's a Cadillac. I heard Negro, but okay. Oh, and I even upgraded that. <laughs> well, Fez, you got any other news or is that it? That's it. Well, I enjoyed it. Uh, a lot of great updates there, and you're uh, mad at some of those people, right? Who are you mad at? Uh, Sports Illustrated, mostly. And before that, you're mad at um, I Walkman? Think, yeah, the, the Walkman, the cat callers. And the cat callers, you said it it was okay. And what else? And, I, and uh, the porn star that was with Charlie Sheen. You're on her side or against her? You're pointing or counterpoint? I'm counterpointing her. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, that's it for us. Uh... We'll see you guys back in here tomorrow. Enjoy Monday Night Football. Uh, that's the end of my show. I watched it for a little while. I love to watch things on TV. Harry, Mark, and John Monday and Tuesday, Wednesday to Thursday With Harry, Mark, and John Satellites gone up to the skies Things like that drive me out of my mind For a little while I love to watch things on TV